because uh, uh, lots of work and stuff. Uh, this is not uh, Clary Podcast. Remember when I used to do that last week? Yeah, we didn't have time. Uh, this is from Rule Zero. I hosted the Rule Zero gang. We talked about not worshiping your heroes. None of us are heroes. And that we're regular schmucks that happen to fall into this. And uh, it was very important that I think people tune into it. Anyway, so that's going to serve for the podcast for you loyal and royal MP3 listeners, the MPC, M, uh, not, uh, not MP, MP3 superior race. Okay, honest, I, YouTube, unless you download and convert, if you don't have reception or the, you turn off the screen, it's just a pain in the ass. Just a pain in the ass. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Morning, all. I think I screwed up the... Uh... The times. As a matter of fact, I know I did because I set it to 10.30 a.m., but that's when I was over in the Twin Cities because they started at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time because we all have to worship and bow down at the mighty New York City time zone cock. Uh, so we got an hour, thank God, because I'm tired. I'm, I know I look like I'm hungover, and I, look, I just woke up because I'm on Vegas time. So... They'll be here at 1030. Um, <clears throat> and uh, why don't you all go grab a, a cup of coffee. I'm going to try and share my screen. And then that way people know. Give me a second here. Share screen. Uh, select screen or window. Entire screen. Share the screen. When I'm sharing. Okay, let's see if that works. Let me take, I'll grab my phone now. <clears throat> oh, I got to hang on. I got to, what the hell? God. <laughs> I swear to God, all I want, it, these nerds in Silicon Valley program all this crap and then these things that I just want, I made a sign saying, hey, the, the show's been delayed. You know, just a placard back in the old days. A lot of you are too young to remember this. So back in the olden times and analog days when there was television, they'd have technical difficulties. And a guy would come out with a placard. He'd put it right up against the thing. And, oh, we're experiencing technical difficulties. But see, in today's world, there would have been this nerd in Silicon Valley that says, you know what we should do? We should rotate through all the pictures in the computer. And that way it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't want this. Hang on. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why it's going through. A, I swear to God, all you people in Silicon Valley, I. You know, in here, look, look at look at all this. Now I know everyone says I get pissed off for irrational reasons. This is not irrational, right? Every action you take um, takes a certain amount of time. Even if it's seconds, this should, for me to have shared my screen should have taken a couple seconds. Now it's going to take me two minutes. Now, if every, your entire workday is just a bunch of individual actions. And because uh, Kumar down in Silicon Valley wants to get the big American boobies and he's got, oh, I know I'm going to program this thing into this thing. And we're going to, now it's, at, it's just like tripling the amount of work for the same level of production. So I'm going to go on paint. <sighs> no. That's not going to work. Hang on. I want to open with. Open with. Photo viewer? Is that what I want to do? Media center? Let's try media center. <laughs> Which doesn't work. <laughs> oh, 
Do you hear that, guys? It made the noise. It made the it made this big and did my thing open up? No. Welcome to Windows Media Center. The best way to experience TV. I, honest to God, I just want something to open the effing image, put it on the entire screen, and and not. Office Libre draw. Hey, Office Libre. That that's kind of bare bones. Hopefully this works. Is there a view? View master interface. No, that's not gonna work either. Isn't this a joy? Isn't this isn't this fun? Let's do this. Now let's see if it rotates. Nope. See, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna... to file properties. I did not. God damn it, you Silicon Valley nerds. Are you sure you want? No, I don't. I'm going to have to delete. I'm going to have to move that. <laughs> I don't want to curse. I so want to curse. Look at what we're trying. I'm just trying to get an image up. That's all I'm trying to do. And you Silicon Valley ass wipes can't. Oh, God. Okay. Images. We're going to put the rule zero image there. I'm going to delete all these images. Yes. I'm going to put that in there. Put that in there. Now, are there any images left? All right, let's try this again, boys and girls. I think we, by Jove, I think we got it. Holy cow, I want to thank all the hardworking men and women at Silicon Valley that fixed things that weren't broke. I hope you all get in car accidents with people who don't have uh, auto insurance and your hands get all crippled and then you can't program this ever again. And you can't bother us with shit we never asked for. I don't even know why I'm worried about monetization. Jack. <clears throat> Morning, what Jack. What are you doing? What are, well, you know what? Here's, 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 let me explain something to you. <laughs> Um, I screwed up the time. We're an hour early. So if you had a, a thing, an errand to run for the next 55, we could chit chat for the next hour if you'd like. Uh, um, I've got nothing planned, actually. Uh, well, what, Watson's doing what, something completely different. Your imaginary friend, Watson? Yes, the imaginary Yes, your imaginary yes, friend, I sure. Have, I only it's good, have it's good to have friends. Yes. Well, yes, yes, thank God uh, you're across I mean, the ocean. Uh, no, I screwed it up because... Um, Cause I'm moving across all these different time zones, dude. I got a watch and cars. Like I should just tape. Cause it's very hard to change the time on certain cars. And then I got watches, but I should really just tape, you know, like South Dakota time. Like in the movies, they used to have London, uh, Moscow, uh, Singapore, Tokyo, that kind of thing. I want to do that with my cars because I have, Hey, Ryan's here. 
All right, maybe every maybe everyone is on. Thanks, Ryan. You're why do I know the military guy was going to be on the time I listed? Well, I technically because I have my own podcast that runs before Rule Zero and it starts after I'm done, so I had to cut mine short so I could be oh. right here snappy. How, how would Sandwich. you like to? How would you like to know that I screwed up? So uh, the rest of the crew is going to be here in about 50 minutes, so you unnecessarily cut your uh, your stream short. Cappy. I like spending time with you. I don't know what oh. else. I know they like to dunk on you for being sad and pathetic and whatever, but I'm like, wow, no, okay, like sad it. and pathetic and whatever. It's I like it. It's like an old shoe. It's like yeah, it's ugly and yeah, it's gray haired and yeah, it lives in nowhere and it hides in the bottom. It's my shoe. I have memories about that thing. I I, uh, I don't think I've ever had quite had a compliment like that. That I'm like an old shoe. Now, do I have a? Am I a pair of shoes or am I not even that good? I'm just a single lost old shoe. There's only there's only one Aaron. There's only one. Okay. So I'm completely I believe they call this worthless. an egg in the industry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and not even New Balance. Hey, so, okay, I got a, I got a story to tell you guys. I guess we'll just chit-chat here until the rest of the crew gets here. This is bonus material for everybody. Groggy morning people. So um, <clears throat> Fresh and Fit, I um, they had me out there. And uh, I like those guys. They're kind of like younger brothers I never had. and Because mm-hmm. um, they're still younger and they – like, okay, do this about your finances and this. And then they give me guff, the old Jewish man and, and things like that. Wait, you're Jewish? So, yeah, quarter Jew. Quarter. Yeah. Oh, does quarter. that count? I don't know. Because I'm like because... technically 20% West African, but I'm not dropping N-bombs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. I, I, I use it lightheartedly because my grandma and my mom was Jewish. And I didn't even know this until I was 21. Because uh, it was just grandma. What do you, you know? I didn't think anything of it. Uh, anyway, uh but I guess because it goes through the matriarch, that's how lineage is passed down. I guess technically I'm Jewish. Uh, and and I'm Well, like, Lenny Kravitz, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, Harrison Ford and, and all that. Uh, but anyway, so the, the funny story was like way back in the day when I was writing the blog, um, there was and, and just kind of like you don't have the radar up, but there's this place called Stormfront, and they were really liking my stuff and sending me traffic. I'm like, oh, what's Stormfront? I wonder what these guys are about. So I go there, and it's like this neo-Nazi site. And yeah. I'm like, ah, that's not good. And then, <laughs> the Blue Oyster, this bar sounds great. <laughs> Let's go see. I love to dance. So, sure. so um. So I I can't stop Waffle them from SS. I like waffles. I like waffles. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was like, oh well, I guess I can't you know make them not link to me. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I I very I'm very indifferent, very hands off. Yeah. So then um, all of a sudden, someone sent me a link. I can't remember if it was the discussion board or an article, but that group, whether I forget if it was Stormfront or not, but that group. Hey, you know Cappy's quarter um, flying a kite thing rhymes with flying a kite uh yeah uh, jack there's a, a there's a jewish slang uh i guess that would be the worst that'd be the n-word version for jews um cheap no, no that's accurate that's wow. i'm pride myself that's right yeah, yeah. let him keep his monetization jack you know, you know what, what he's you talking know about anyway <laughs> uh so here it is. The, these guys were all linking to me and they liked the ideology and the politics and the economics I was writing. And like, we heard he's quarter Jew. We have to, oh, I can't stand that guy. We got to get rid of him. We can't support this guy anymore. I'm like, really, really like everything, the ideas and all, you're okay with that. But because like my grandma, my grandpa had sex with my grandma way back in the days that I wasn't there. 
now everything is out of the window, you know. And well, so, if you think uh, of a better way out of Germany, I'd be more than happy to hear it. But hey, you got to right. do what you got to do, right? Suck you gotta, a couple well, you got to get do. out of there. No, my grandma was just that grandma was mean. Oh God, oh not not good. So not that's good. where you got it from. No, I got it from starving in college and being poor. That's why I got this wonderful. Oh, and being a preacher's kid. That's why I got this wonderful, charming demeanor. You really oh. are quarter Jew, aren't you? I look. In defense of anybody, Jewish or not, who is frugal, I defend frugality. I, I do not advocate profligate waste. I don't advocate materialism. There's nothing wrong with getting a good deal. Anyway, going back to Fresh and Fit, good deals. All right. So these guys. How they went straight from like Fresh and Fit to like talking about the, the juice. Right. <laughs> Gary, so I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm run, I'm, it was a beautiful day down in Miami, and I'm like, I'm going to go for a run. And uh, I got New Balance shoes. Why? Because they're good quality shoes, and they're great for running. Mm-hmm. So these guys give me guff, like, look at the old boomer. New Balance shoes. But are you going to get your Social Security check? So for Christmas, I say, hey, what's your guy's mailing address? And give me your shoe size. So I mailed them each a pair of New Balance shoes. Now, in part, inside joke, funny, ha-ha, old, old Jew man, Clary, up in South Dakota. But also, th- those are good shoes. I mean, like, you, you could play tennis in them. They're good running shoes. They're good for your knees, good for your joints. Uh, and so these two idiots, these two morons, I don't hear anything from them for like, you know, like two, three weeks. And it says it was delivered. So I say, hey, did you guys get did you guys get your shoes? Both of them. Oh, that was you who sent them? And I'm like, who the F did you think would send you New Balance shoes? What 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 the hell you two? I don't know if you know Walter. Walter was a, a computer science major. He's no dummy. And and uh Fresh, obviously, he ain't no dummy either. I'm like, okay, you guys should have the intelligence to know that you got a pair of New Balance shoes in the mail. Probably even have my name on it. It probably came from me. Like, who randomly gets New Balance shoes in the mail? And they're like, oh, that was you. I'm just like, okay, all right, you too. Well, to be fair, he wears jogging pants to the bar, so you can't trust his opinion on much, especially not fashion. Who, Walter or or Fresh? The the Fresh. Myron. Jogging. Well, isn't that the fashion now? Everyone wants to look like a Russian gangster from the late 90s. Yeah, Yeah, so Beanie Babies are fashionable too, so what? Jack, chill, What's chill. this crappy playset? Everybody gets new shoes, and I get this toys. I need to walk, Cappy. I that, have legs. That is a Lego. I noticed. See, now let me show you. I'm no dummy as a nerd as it comes to it. You kept it in the box, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why that? did you keep it in the box, Jack, instead of just throw it away and take it out? I don't know. I just like it. Like I thought it was cool that you sent me this. Yeah. See, you, you want to save it. Keep it as a display. Save uh-huh. it. I even got you the Lego. Sp- I'm surprised they had Lego Spirit airline plane. I wouldn't uh, call it Legos, but. Well, what is it? it? I, uh, it's more like Mega Blocks kind of thing. Oh, all right. Oh, well, this is close. It's, it's, it's cl- very much of you then, Jack. If he's buying you Duplos. Best lock. Well, Duplo. I don't. I'm. Why am I doing this? If you guys here. don't know what Dublos are, that's like Legos, but for guys with like really poor clumsy people. fingers. They're like huge. Thought, for like yeah. kids, zero to three, I believe. Yeah, so, you yeah. can't swallow them, even if you tried. You step on them, yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> don't test anybody in the chat, Ryan. Don't. It's, it's what John Fitch plays with. We get him Dublos. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny, though. 
All right, fair enough. Interesting enough. Yeah. I feel bad, yeah. by the way, because I dunk on, like, not the guys, not Walter and, and Myron, but just the mm. format of the show. Like, I can't stand any of the Jerry Springer whammy shit stuff. Okay, how much money does Jerry Springer have compared to us? Yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> like I said, it's not a jealousy thing. If I wanted money, I would have stayed in corporate. It pays way better than this nonsense. Right, right. I, I, can't, preferences. I, I can't fault it, you know, like Operation Evil, you know, always perennially going towards that. Uh, it, it's just selling oh, so donuts. You're talking about the opportunity cost. Well, then why aren't people selling crack? Uh, because it's illegal. Crack. That that because it's illegal. There's a risk involved. The business risk. Not in Portugal. But not in Port. Okay, great. Let's go all good. But see what happens to the price of crack in Portugal. Well, what happens to the price when everybody's having whaminate shit videos out there? They'll drop off. Well, right. Too. No, just supply and demand. But also when it's legal, the price goes down because you don't have these high risk overhead costs. Of uh, of avoiding the fuzz, mm. no, it's, there's there's no free. I'm all I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with Fresh and Fit doing what they're doing, or Kevin Samuels. Obviously, the, the that's the fun. But no. take an important take an important economic lesson from that. People want the bread and circuses. People want their their donuts and their ice cream. Ain't nobody want broccoli. Ain't nobody want uh you know whatever. Uh, oh, you're uh, absolutely right. Fit. Right, right. It's, and there's nothing wrong. Yeah, it's nothing then, wrong. Like, with... Can you sleep at night? That's my thought on it. Yes. Yes, I can. Well, you can. If I... right, fair enough. Maybe <laughs> yes, it's the I Canadian can. in me. Like, if I just had to sit up here and cartwheel around, kicking chicks off, like, I'd just get tired after a while. I'd be like, I'd come in. Like, imagine that bad day at work when you're mm -hmm. sitting here giving chicks white claws and kicking them off your show, and you're just like, you're not feeling it today. You're like, I'm too tired to kick you off. Can you just shut up for a minute? <laughs> Someone, there was, there was. Uh... I would love that, like that I'm over it moment on TV. I would pay to watch something like that. Like I'm there just too a... tired to be angry at you right now. <laughs> there was a, a cartoon uh, episode in um, Futurama. And someone in my audience thankfully reminded me of it. But it's a very important lesson because as you get older, this is going to happen to you. But do you guys remember the Slurm McKenzie commercial? Oh, or, yeah. Um, the the Slurm episode. Drink. Yeah. So there was Slurm, but then there was Slurm McKenzie and they're do doing the spoof on Spuds McKenzie. Mm -hmm. And Slurm McKenzie had a party all the time and all this. Well, then you come to find out he, he they're trying to escape the evil Slurm queen. And Slurm McKenzie wants to go with them. It's like, take me with you. He takes off his sunglasses. They're all bloodshot. He's like, it's just partying all the time, man. It never <laughs> stops. I, I think he's like, I want to go to a library and read, you know. And uh, it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Myron and, and well, they're younger too. And shoot, you toss oh, good yeah. money in front of people. Like, you know, you'll do it for a while. Uh, but, but not forever. Yeah, I'm, but they're also just recently 30, I think. And how old are you, Ryan? You're like the younger one here, but you're still like upper 30s? Uh, it's old enough. I'm like first year, the first year of millennial. Don't talk to me in riddles. Just what are you, late 30s or not? I'm none of your business. That's who oh, I am. This uh, is a job. I'm not here to tell you guys right. when I took a shit last. Right. You don't you don't ask that of a former Navy guy, uh, Cappy. Have no, it's managed. not. It's not that. It's literally I like keeping I'm... a segregation between my private life and my public All life. All right. All right, all right. Anyway, I, I should. Ryan, I know I'm just messing with you. Well, I don't I, like it. Damn I will it! Will challenge you to a boxing match and then back out in three. Oh, minutes. oh, I will. Go. Fine, no kicking. I no would, kicking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take on Jack in a boxing match. I, yeah, yeah, but that's but, because like you're up to here. When well, I'm your scared. reach would be, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm hanging out with the tornado chasing kid, and he's like six three, <laughs> and uh, he's a taller fella, and, and he's twenty one. So he's 
Oh, yeah, this guy called Chris. You want to follow him on Instagram? It's really kind of cool. Uh, he's a tornado chaser. And oh, um, I didn't know that so was he, real. I thought that was just for the movie. Well, no, no, he he's he's that's his that's his side gig. And then like to survive out in the field, he does Uber and Uber Eats and whatever else. So he'll go to a town and if there's no chasing, he'll go and deliver or, or drive people around. And he, he's van life. So he's in his van. And then um, if there's a tornado, then he goes and chases it. Then he finds himself in another town and then he goes and does Uber Eats or whatever out there. And it's this really, you know, like I'm wishing I was that smart when I was 21 because here's this kid doing his thing at what well, is even 19 when he started, but he's just driving around the American Midwest and West chasing tornadoes and Uber, you know, like Johnny Ample. It sounds a lot like Benji. Do you remember Benji? Yeah. Remember was the that littlest hobo? Did he go from You'll town to that. town? I thought he had, yeah, I thought he had to a town, family. Save a crime. Little kid would fall in love with them, and then he's on the train to go to the next towns. Like, see you later, and they have that sad whistling music that you basically described to me like the, like every heartfelt '80s like sitcom. <laughs> so you start calling him Benji, and he'd be like, "What are you talking about, old man?" And then you could bring up back in my day, my sitcoms had a dog on a train, and he had a little stick with a handkerchief on the back. <laughs> well, hey, so um, so he's six three. And oh, okay. so we're chit-chatting and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I say some kind of joke. He says, listen, I've had it up about a year with you, Clary. And I was like, oh, okay. Say, oh, yeah. Kid, kid's got yeah. some. He's sharp. He's sharp. When in doubt, go after the height thing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, shit, I was going to say something. Oh, so he's got Instagram. And he's got all of his pictures up there. And they're really cool pictures. And then he helped, he helped me have an epiphany. And I'm sure you guys are going to roll your eyes because this is an innocent observation. But keep in mind, I'm not very up to the, the where the young kids are on the social medias. Um, so you go look at his Instagram. You notice how girls' Instagram is just pictures of themselves? Yes. I, I, I just had that observation where, like, I have pictures of me hiking and motorcycle riding. And if there's a picture of me, I'm giving the finger. And it's usually because of the background behind me. But holy shit, girls just post the vanity Oh, that's and, right. You've and, never been on Reddit, have you? I've been on Reddit, but I haven't. Okay. Why? What, what's on Reddit? There's this photo, and I know anybody in the chat who knows what I'm talking about knows exactly what it is. It was like how guys take a picture and how girls take a picture. And mm -hmm. it's like a cartoon. And how the guys take the picture, you see like the, the panel, and then it says object in a box. And yeah. then how girls take a picture. It has object in a box, and then right in front of it, taking up three quarters of the thing is the girl's face. <laughs> and then they carried on with like, and then how a soy boy takes it. And it's the same thing, but the guy with that open mouth gape look. And it was mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the way it is. And girls hate when you point it out too. It's like, I'm not vapid like that. It's like, I don't know, but you're wearing a vapid uniform. I don't know. What oh yeah, that's true. Like even in the collector scene, like you name it, Nintendo, Pokemon, whatever. Same thing is happening. Like normally you'd show the object on the picture and like maybe you in the back. Nope. Mm -hmm. With all the female collectors. Object right. here, female here. But that's the thing. That's solipsism. Like everybody always laughs at Rolo's thing, but they don't understand. That's solipsism. It's the. It's not. Look at this cool collection. Look at my cool collection. Like you know what I mean. Everything has to be filtered through the me. Yeah. Well, and that and that and that the. It was so telling to me because uh, you could say women are whatever arrogant, solipsistic, and all that. But yep. to me, I was I was like. It's they're unconscious of it. It's natural. They're yeah. not thinking about. It. They just do it. it that is their nature. 
Yeah, it's yeah, and and then it, like if you try and point it out, like because honestly, unless they're dressed in a bikini or some kind of frilly outfit, I don't want to see their Instagram. I mean, like look at the look at this cool tornado. Like, how many guys uh, did you take a picture of a tornado? I haven't taken a picture of a tornado. I haven't um, seen tornado since 1986. I speaking right, of the, tornadoes. Oh Captain. wait, hang on. Now here, oh. Clary, what's up, John? Yeah. What's it? Hey. What's it like to be an idiot? I really want to know. What we started at 11:30 a.m. I'm not even home yet. I'm 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 in a taxi on the highway of Tokyo trying to get home. Why did you start so early? Because I screwed up the time. I thought it, it, everything started at 10:30 Eastern Standard Time. It doesn't start at 10:30. We always start at 11:30 Eastern Standard Time. I was just used to being in Minnesota, and I had 10:30 in my mind. And because I keep moving all around the time zones. And uh, it's all my fault. I admit I'm wrong. I screwed it up. Uh, Your so mediocrity just... sickens me. Yeah. Well, how about – hey, I got an idea. <laughs> since, since nobody really likes you anyway, why don't you enjoy your ride and then come back on at 11.30 Eastern Standard? And then, we, you know, I'm that way you're not inconvenienced. I am trying. <laughs> what I'm time trying. is it there? And why is Jack Napier here? This is – everything's fucked up. Because we want to <laughs> have <laughs> – we want to been at the just, whiskey bar yeah uh, where where are you coming back from john oh like the hottest gay bar in tokyo really <laughs> no i'm actually coming up i was in saitama prefecture visiting an old friend and uh i went to the, the, the bar is so countryside i i asked the guy to make me a dirty martini he's like what i was like yeah dirty martini he's like i don't know what you're talking about i was like oh jesus christ Am I, I am, am I naive to think that there is even a countryside? I thought Tokyo was just basically large downtown metro areas no. with a little bit of countryside in between. I said I'm coming from Saitama. Saitama. Sa- oh. Saitama is so basically Tokyo is broken down into things called prefectures. I'm aware Japan of that. Japan is broken down into things called prefectures, which are like counties basically. Oh. And um, I'm I'm in. A, a prefecture north of Tokyo called Saitama, and okay. it is like the it is the countryside. The word for uncool in Japanese is dasai, right? And so they call Saitama dasaitama because it's okay. just that not cool. So they don't even know how to make dirty martinis out here. But my buddy out here is uh, he's a great mate of mine. He's a jujitsu partner of mine. He's he's a, he's a big guy. He's like 130 kilograms. He's he's a monster. Look at him, he's already measuring things in kilograms. That traitor. Yeah. Oh, I let know. it go. I like John more and more. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Napoleon won. Yeah. Let it go. But yeah, we're out here. So so what are we mad about this week? Uh my inability to tell time and uh my quarter Jewishness. And yeah. uh right now we're talking Stormfront. Oh, Stormfront, right. How Stormfront didn't like me the second they found out I was I had a little bit of Jew blood in me. Yeah. And then um, how Wamans, the Wamans, am I right, where they just take pictures of themselves compared to the kid I'm hosting out here who is a tornado chaser and has a really cool Instagram. By the way, for 326, the kid would probably love it. Okay, he's 21. He, he's a nice, innocent guy. Don't worry, we'll beat that out of him. But in the meantime, if all of a sudden he had a jump of 326 people following his Instagram, be really cool. It's Chris is ginger. And if you see tornadoes, that's his channel. So oh, his he was the, the dude we were making all the ginger jokes about. In the thing. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. You really are into redheads, huh? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm not really into redheads. I uh, that's my, redhead that's women, not redhead the, men. That's the revenge for the thumbnail because I saw you make me a woman out of all the people. 
Oh yeah, yeah. How'd you like that thumbnail, huh? That took me like thirty minutes to kind of get with Microsoft Paint to get that all got going. Some big on. tits on that one. It's good. You that do. Good. You do. <laughs> um, yeah. So you want you right. can come on back? Are you uh, you still gonna be uh, quote unquote on time for eleven thirty? Ideally, I was planning okay. to show fashionably late, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay. We're here now. now you're like an old man, fashionably early, and I got my coffee here. Jack's got his coffee. I'm ready, I'm ready to listen. So yeah, let, let's continue with this topic. Okay, cool. I did have a super chat in here. Let me find it. We'll stay on top of it. Jared, for my audience, if you're tuning in, just hold off on the super chats because we'll with rule zero. I usually have a conversation with. I, so I guess if you want to do super chats, do them now before the rest of the gang gets here. Gordon Freeman for five Canadian dollars. Quick question. I'm an auto mechanic. Can I stay on, can I stay unvaxxed and survive? I don't know. Ryan, you're in Canada. I know what the rules are. Hang on. John, going to mute you because you got. Yeah. Where is he in Canada? That's makes all the difference. In Alberta, you're fine. I mean, Ontario has this weird thing where they lock down, but they, they do kind of respect the charter. So instead of telling us we can't go anywhere, they just close down all the businesses that we go to. There's nothing to do but go for walks. A lot of small businesses really hurting. But for small stuffs like auto mechanic, plumbers, nightclubs and that, they basically are just making like illegal speakeasies, which is the coolest thing. City of Toronto even has like they show you their police reports and every like third one is them breaking up an illegal nightclub where they just took a nightclub and threw newspaper over the windows like the business closed down and just have people go in. Yeah, that, that's not going to It always ends up so Karen rats them out, right? Because, you know, my boyfriend went there and cheated on me. Let's close down everything. But you absolutely could. There's uh, illegal haircutters that, like, go, like, Uber Eats, but they're doing haircutting. There's people that do that with, like, restaurants. Come on in. Let your friends know. Word of mouth. It's essentially like this whole underground economy. It's actually kind of neat when you see it happening. People are just over it. But typical Canadian style, we don't just start waving guns in the air, yelling, what's that, 1776? What's that that Anthony Johnson keeps yelling every time somebody tells him no? I don't know. What's your I'm revolutionary word, 76? I think it's some sort of, like, autistic screeching. Yeah. But they're acting like it's the British and the T-Tax or some shit like that every time Biden says something. And I'm just like, oh, Canada, it's more just, all right, well, you know, fuck that guy. We'll go do our thing anyway. So, I mean, he'll be fine. But you have to be good at marketing. Facebook is amazing. There's so many like illegal things opening up for people to do stuff like this. Illegal booze sales. Because Quebec, did you hear about this? No. There, because it's government controlled liquor stores there. The uh, the SAQ. Mm. They're saying you need to have two vaccinations plus a booster in order to buy booze or weed. <laughs> and I'm thinking like there's not many things that'll cause the second coming of Napoleon in Canada, but I think that's going to be the one that does it. I what I like love. booze and gyms were the only things that kept people going, and they kept closing the gyms, so it was just booze. And you're gonna take I, that away? I don't think it's gonna work. I love. I mean, here it's it's a perfect because I'm I'm tired of arguing with people who refuse to be convinced or, or at least be open minded or look at data. So I, I don't really care to argue anymore. But here's a perfect example of I don't care what your politics is. Capitalism is human nature. Like oh, yeah. you, it, it, the fact that underground economies are forming for everything, no matter what the government does or says, I mean, it's like, okay, don't tell me, you know, and the drug trade of, above all else is the most compelling argument, what human nature is in terms of uh, uh, an economy or an economic philosophy. It's not even a philosophy. It's a law. Soviets, like, you know, most communist communists that ever communist, guess what? Still underground economy and black markets, drugs, mm-hmm. blue jeans. If you remember that, if you're old enough to remember that. 
and um all that's that's great yeah and then haircuts <laughs> yeah it's actually nice dude i'm impressed the guy came to our house cuts the girl's mm -hmm. hair cuts my hair talks about and then he's like and you're like hey passing notes like the underground railroad what was it like oh, i was just out of house and they're fucking over it too and everybody's over it yeah. and so everybody kind of knows this is all bs but you're at that point now it's like oh, so what do we do about it and right. there's nothing you How? can do other than just wait it out or move so some people I... are moving yeah. a lot of people are moving to what alberta thing, or saskatchewan yeah based on u-haul rentals where they're dropping them off and picking them up Mm -hmm. Toronto is having a mass exodus and like every small rural town that's within two hours of the town is mm -hmm. in like the top 10 growing Canadian cities. So people are just, because Toronto's an awesome city, but, and it's the same as like New York. It's awesome because everything is just like a 10 minute walk from your house. And if they shut all that shit down, there's really no reason to be in a city anymore. And so people are just like, you know what? I'm out of here. No, unfortunately well, they... too much for an investment. So the property prices aren't shooting down anymore but between that and inflation well, so let let those idiots pay the prices i mean i you know I, yeah i want to live in a prison and that's essentially what it is like you only have rights and privileges with good behavior yeah you know go back to your cell and don't come out i mean it it is a it's a large prison it's an open air prison but it's a prison now well that's the funny thing because everybody like everybody's having this realization now because a lot of people we're not bad people everybody's like okay the vaccine probably won't kill you. There's no way our government would let something that kills you out there. So let's just do it. We'll do our part. And everybody kind of like got together. Let's do it. We'll do our chance. Mm. A lot of people were like Rich or me where it's like, you know what? This is ridiculous. None of it makes any sense. But they're just like, you know what? I'd rather just play nice and get over it. You'll be fine. And wow. now they're finding out. So I did everything. I was the good Canadian. And now I'm still basically treated as like an asshole. <laughs> so people are kind of like, I know I said this like 15 months ago, but they're kind of like, the people that were nice are now over it. And the people that were over it are livid. And the people that were livid are now like expats. So yeah. where this goes, I don't know. What but, um, Ontario uh, elections, June, 2022, looking forward to voting out Dougie. They're oh, not. I can't wait. Dougie is what the, the, uh, the governor or is he the Doug mayor? Ford. He's the, the premier. Yeah. Basically a governor. You remember Rob Ford, yes. the mayor of Toronto? I, I remember. Yeah. There was drugs involved and all that other stuff. What I thought he was a, a good guy. He's not a good guy. He just cracked down on, on stuff. Well, he was a better guy than the girl we had before thing and the diversity. Mm. The problem is it kept fucking with everybody's stuff. She brought mm. in a lot of wind power and riff, like the idea is like, we're going to get green and we're going to get a hold on it. Tripled power cost across the province. So <laughs> and trying to do the good thing ended up making it worse for everybody. That's so at that point, it was just like not Catherine and everybody was happy about that. But now he's had a chance to shine and he's been failing miserably. And the only, uh, the only hope people have right now is because his rollouts of like the, the passport system and all that stuff were so incompetent that mm. they were basically doomed to failure. And that there's like a theory, and I don't know if it's true, that he's purposefully being incompetent about this stuff to kind of like, to make it all fail. But it's not my fault. I tried to be authoritarian. It just is too hard. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give him that much credit. I think he's just incompetent and we got lucky, but we'll find out. So, all right. So that's the provincial of Ontario. Yeah. What, I, here's, because I don't know anything about the Canadian. Um, sure. Uh, government when the hell does trudeau go away isn't he past like his eight years or do you not have term limits up there yes we have sort of have term limits but what happened and this is the part that kind of gets my gears is we had we called a snap election you can yeah. technically call an election whenever and right most parliamentary i gotta understand that much right okay yeah, and they try to settle up so when i'm at my most popular but he called one i think six months ago seven months ago and it made mm. no sense they're like why are you doing that it's because he 
I think too many people were telling him, you're the greatest man ever. Because he is a bit of a narcissist with a God complex. He's, he's, a, he's a piece of shit. He's, yeah. I cannot stand these trust fund baby types. But yeah. man, I mean, for all the people that hated George Bush Jr. down here, son of a president, you ought to be hating that worthless piece of shit you got for. I mean, God, oh, is yeah. he a sanctimonious ass. I know. My daddy, yeah. my daddy owns the company guy 100%. But yeah, then we had yeah. a snap election. And then what ended up happening was nothing changed. The same people that voted for him voted for him. The same people that didn't vote for him didn't vote for him. I think he lost like three seats. So he's still a minority government. And he had the illustrious honor of finding out how do you win? Like, how does your party win a minority government with the fewest possible votes? Like, it's, okay. this was our 2000 Bush versus Gore. I think it's like if three people in buttfuck Toronto didn't <laughs> vote for him, he probably would have lost the, the prime ministership. Right. Right. So 33% of people voted for him. Wow. He won. Wow. Yeah, that low. Okay. Well, because it's a parliamentary system, right? All you need yeah, is... Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you got like three main parties out there. Yeah. But he's a minority oh. government, so he needs to at least get one other party, either the NDP socialist or the conservatives or the green... Well, I guess there's only one green seat. <laughs> but Or the Bloc Quebecois, and he has to convince them in order to get anything passed. And that's why, for the most part, we're just kind of getting nothing done, and it's just dragging on. Had he had a majority government, we'd have had microchips in your head and all that shit by now. Oh, sure, well, sure. Maybe. Provincially, technically, Medicare for us is a provincial matter, and we're actually mm. pretty good about separation of powers. So all he would be able to do is what he did now for the vaccine passport. Since he can't mandate it, he just said he was going to give a billion dollars to any province that enacts it. And that's where the, the Dougie thing came from. Is like, of course, why wouldn't you take a billion dollars, put out the cheapest garbage app that you right. could possibly come up with, and right. then it still failed? So then when does he leave? Like what? So he's got to finish off this latest term or until he gets well, booted out? Well, now I think the clock when? starts again. He's got another four years. So we got him again till that long anyway. Could, but, he, could he then call another election? Or is it like, no, you've had your two elections. Now you go, you oh, go no, away. There's no stoppage to that. It's just, but okay. like politically, you can't just call it whenever you want. Like you can call it whenever you want, but there's going to be costs. And a lot of people get really mad. Mm -hmm. And there's always a risk, right? Because if nobody likes you and something happens in the polls at that moment, you're better off just waiting. But so we'll Here, see. Okay, so for the dumb Americans, including me, he could in theory be premier for a long ass time. Yeah. Usually okay, we get so like like Harper, uh, Kreitian, Mulroney. I think they all had about 10 to 12 years each. So we do longer than the states with your eight years. Okay, so this is, he's still within relative, because how long has he been? A decade, I want to say, right? Something like that. It's been... Because, yeah, when did Harper get booted out? I want to say it was like in the 2010s, somewhere around there. Yeah, remember Steve Harper when you guys had a balanced budget and the Canadian dollar was on par with the U.S. dollar and he had nice exports and that. Like, screw that guy. You didn't want to have Steve Harper. Oh, yeah, that's around. the thing. A lot of people didn't like him because he was part of the neocon war on terror thing. We had some torturing in Afghanistan. But you got to admit, mm -hmm. the 2008 crisis, because of not just him, our former finance minister under the Liberal Party, we're really good about not letting our banks do both investment and uh, savings. The, like the, what was that act you guys had in the States that Clinton took? Oh, Glass-Steagall. Yeah, so we kept that going. And that was a conscious decision on their part and then their part to balance the budget. So when 2008 hit, we were awesome. We didn't yeah. hit, we were the last ones out or last ones in, first ones out, least economic impact. So even if you didn't like, and he did a lot of things I don't like, but I mean, like, well... The big stuff seemed to be handled, but he was an economist, not a drama school teacher, right? So I think that's right, part of right. it. Right. Well, it kind of reminds me, it's not Ron Howard. It's uh, 
John Howard or something in Australia, if you guys pay, this is going way back when I was an economist. I like that Sterling probably has better memories of this, but the, the Australians had this guy who just, you know, it's not any one individual to be responsible for the success of the nation. It's all the people together working hard and all that, right. but it, it really helps to have the right people in the positions of power to make sure that that would continue or you capitalize on it. And they had this president, last name was Howard. And you just look at this golden era of Australia. And then they got rid of them, as far as I can remember, because reasons, because it's time for change. And and then Austra- then they went through Labor or Turnbull or some other. Then I, I stopped. I wasn't paid anymore to pay attention. Oh, dude, it's um, tragic down there. Friendly Geordies. Do you know about this guy? No, he's like the political satirist in the state in the, in Australia right now. They're messed up. Like they have, they're doing like tofu drags, which if you never heard of that, that's how China they're building basically cheap, shoddy homes, giant skyscrapers okay. and stuff, cheap on the dollar, mm-hmm. but they're very unsafe. Australia's doing that shit right now. They're getting foreign investment. Corruption is so bad that they just lost their like the equivalent of their vice president and their governor of their most popular state over corruption charges. Really. Super bad. Yeah, yeah. The guy named John Barillaro. It got so bad, he actually sued the YouTuber for defamation. <laughs> and you know how, like, truth is the best defense against defamation? Yeah. Because of parliamentary privilege. Privilege, In other words, whatever they say in parliament, you're not allowed to use in a court of law. He okay. can't even defend himself on, based on the truth of it. Because the things the guy said was in parliament, even though it was, like, horrendous shit, which was hilarious. But yeah, they got that going on there. Um, the wildfires, they're like province, they're all their provinces just burned to the ground. They're doing horrible on every front you could think of. Everybody's mad about the climate change. If you're not about that, it's about the economy. Rich people I, are I taking just, all the money and absconding. It's horrible. I, I only I only care about people in Perth and that province. That's the only that's the only people in Australia I care about because they they seem to be the only people that have their heads out of their ass. And kind of like Canada, they seem yeah. to be the only ones working. You know, like the Western provinces got to give the Eastern provinces all the money because the Eastern provinces oh, are a bunch of parasites. That. I'm aware of Newfoundland and Nova Scotia and Ontario and all. Yes, I'm very aware. But it's the same thing here kind of too. You know, your coast that we got the West Coast. You guys get British Columbia too or Vancouver. Well, for us, it was kind of designed that way. That's what the Dominion of Canada was based on, the the Mm Montreal-Toronto corridor. And then the Western provinces were just like colonies that would send Mm -hmm. the resources there. Then you get your federal transfer payments. Mm -hmm. Comes over to here. Then they run the finance. And that's why Quebec. I still don't get it, man. Why everybody's helpful about Quebec's social programs is like the reason that they have them is because out of all the provinces taxation Quebec gets 60% of them mm-hmm. so they're basically like that teenager that keeps bumming money off a of mom yeah and then what do they do they just put it into more government programs so you have like this big thick government bureaucracy like you know 40% of Canadians are, are government workers no I didn't know that 40% that's huge yeah. It's huge. huge. It's like seen here as like a as like a good thing. Like you know, like, oh wow, you got the the government job. That's good. It's stable. It pays well. It's and it doesn't point... produce anything. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the big joke where it's uh, it used to be like you had a dependent wife you had to take care of. So instead of paying for your wife, now you and your wife both work, and you're paying for a government worker and like a and like a public subsidy recipient. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so no. So it's I, like you've I'm offloaded not... who your dependents are. Yep. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, it, and it's it's lifelong, and that's just as free markets and capitalism is human nature and natural in human behavior, so is parasitism. And I'm so done trying to, like, 
as I always kind of thought that the news shows were pretty stupid unless I was like significantly younger. Cause I thought they knew something I did and like, well, I better pay attention to whatever Fox news or, you know, uh, crossfire, which is an old show. And now oh, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's very simple. There are people who want to work and excel and achieve things in their life or largely be left alone. And there are people who don't want to work. Uh, and and in that group of people who don't want to work, there is the worst group of people and those who want to act like they're working when they don't do anything real. Or, you know, like your Catherine girl, you know, uh, that pre- governor of the province before uh, Ford uh, okay. or your your goody two shoe types, your do gooder types are going to work in a nonprofit. These are not real jobs. They are parasites. They are lazy. They just want to organize the world and be little fucking tyrants. And get and paid I can't for blame them either because like all the incentives are there for them to continue to do it. Like at this point, right. why wouldn't you be suffering, <clears throat> suff- uh, suckling off of that teat? Right, right. But I, I, I have a huge distaste for I'm moral and helping out the children or whatever the cause is on top. Hey, of remember it. when you were talking about the fresh and fit, make your money, sleep at night thing? Well, there, they, that, that is a here. voluntary. That is a voluntary transaction. They're not putting a gun to any people's heads to get their well, money. The parasites not- are doing voluntary. There's nothing illegal about it. No, they, well no, 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 no. Oh, it's Fresh, different now because your values it, are hurt. There, at this no, one, it's but not the yellow web, no, and that's no, cool. No, no it's, <laughs> it's not it's, about it, the boot. It's about yeah. which boot. Here, here, yeah. here, Ryan. It's about you being factually wrong because I did. I know what they're not incentivized fit, to. Fresh to and fit are here. Fresh and fit are not paid by taxes. People voluntarily give them their money. That's the difference. They, you and I, may disagree they on the quality. They give crackheads money. So what? Voluntarily. Listen, listen, fresh and fit, willing, people willingly give them their money, okay? A drug dealer, all right? People willingly give the drug dealer money. Our but books, it is the, damaging the, the, to, have, to do crack. We that's not that. my concern. That is up to people individually to make that choice. However, Bipsy, the worthless social justice major, yeah. who goes and applies for a government grant, that money was taken from the taxpayer, with, largely without people well, wanting it. Technically, it's not though either. Like, have you seen our inflation? Not. We're not taking money from the taxpayer anymore. We're okay, just, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, Bank of Never, Canada okay. is giving it hey, to us. Hey, hey, hey! If you want to be obtuse, go be obtuse. <laughs> I argued with enough people in my twenties, so you have fun. So. Uh, Anyways, the point is, if the system is broken, the best thing you could do is break it faster. It's like an old game, like Lodology term, which is like gaming science, if you ever heard of this. Mm-hmm. If the developer makes a bad bug in the system, you could exp- you need to exploit it until the thing breaks. Otherwise, nobody's going to fix it. So right now, I would argue if tax avoidant and suckling off the government tit are your, aren't your two strategies, then you're just prolonging the problem. I, I, I understand that as well. I, understand I used that to do well. that in school. As soon as I found the flaw that would give me better grades, which was, well, I mean, nobody ever noticed and things yeah. were, well, quote unquote, by the book, just via a different way. I just did it. And yeah, I passed. Not? I mean, why not? I mean, how many no loopholes? I don't care. How, how many loopholes did they give you in Dutch schools? Like, didn't you have to like take tests or did, like, could you get extra yeah, credit okay, or okay, something? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, one example is we had to take um an it class now what they did for the tests was create a different digital desktop on the pc so you weren't able to get to the um to the theory of the class during test so you weren't able to find the answers but the thing was you were able to get there 
The thing is, you just didn't need to get caught. So if you were a bit smart with Windows, you were able to get to the theory on the different hard drive. And I found out how to do that. So during that test, I just had all the all the theory I needed in front of me. I just looked over my shoulder and a teacher wasn't watching. And that's how I passed. I mean, okay. They Actually, can I give you an example, example on this one too? Hmm? I can give you a great example on this one too, Cappy, if you want. Yeah, no, I go ahead. I'm sure there's examples, right? The military had a program called ILP, an individual learning plan. The idea was you were allowed to take as many classes as you want to, to increase your education, to make you a more efficient sailor, soldier, airman, whatever. And the military would pay you back after you passed. So it was like an incentive, right? Nobody took the program. So there was like, yeah, unlimited, whatever. So I took it. I got a whole degree out of it. It was great. They put the, as a stipulation on there that considering this is a government program to subsidize you, you're not allowed to now claim this on your taxes. Basically saying you get to, you couldn't claim it as tax exemption because of education spending, which you can do. But, and here's the thing, the clerks who work for the military are under no obligation to share information with the Canada Revenue Agency. And they refuse right. to. It's like policy right now. No, we don't share with other gaming agencies. It's our business. And there's some clerk there who doesn't give a shit anyway. And nobody over there gives a shit. So what you could do, theoretically, if you wanted to, was do this, ignore that policy, and realize the people whose job it is to enforce the policy is Revenue Canada. But the people who have all the information to show if the policy is being adhered to is the uh, military clerks and their system. And there's mm. no communication between the two. So it's a completely unenforceable policy. And when you're getting a degree in Canada, say you're spending 50 grand, a $50,000 tax write-off one year can save you, like, what's 30% of 50 grand? $15,000. $15,000. So what you can do is get a free education and get paid tens of thousands of dollars to take it as long as you're willing to follow like a loophole. I'm not okay. saying to do this because this is technically tax evasion. I'm speaking in hypotheticals here. In hypothetical theoretical, right? Hypothetically theoretical. Because your premier, your your prime minister there needs more hair goop for his freaking hair. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that used to be a hit piece on him too. That was while Harper tried to fight him in the elections. Yeah. Do you really want a prime minister with nice hair? He forgot that half the voters were women. They're like, actually, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of somebody with nice hair, look at this guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Mr. The gray. I saw yeah. Witcher on Instagram. Did you yeah. see those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was a lot of fun. Let me tell you something. I, for all these sons of bitches who keep saying, oh, how come Rolo only wears a hat on? He should take his beanie off. I bet he looks like Tim Pool under that. <laughs> I take it off and nobody says shit. <laughs> like nobody like, oh, go, or they'll say, oh, yeah, you look like, a, what's that guy from? Is it Dragon Ball Z or something? The anime, dude. I don't even know who they were talking about. Me. Oh, Android 13? I don't know what the... I'll be back, guys. I'm going to get coffee. No, the old man's here. To... Exactly, but uh, John should be coming in pretty soon, too, I think. I didn't, well, he was here I didn't earlier, realize we were going so early. Shit. You guys have been at this for like 50 minutes already. I thought we were like, we're going like, to... You guys hit it real early, which is, I guess, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did... Um, I went and did a show last night at um this very uh well i mean the the bar itself is really nice it's just it's in the worst part of reno and i so i was doing um i was doing instagram stories if you're curious as to what rollo looks like without his freaking hat on then there there you go it's right there yeah oh he's not balding oh look he looks like the witcher or, <laughs> or saramon <laughs> depending, on, depending on what your nerd is i guess <laughs> 
Um, but uh, I did it. I did a live stream from there too, from uh, from the bar itself. I actually took my iPhone 13 with me and attached it to the side of a column speaker and just went for it. Um, but oh, I did. It was a lot of fun. Imagine putting that on the headstock of your guitar and having like that that straight down shot. On you the know, headboard. that works pretty well with like a GoPro. I don't. I'm, maybe it'd work with this. I never really tried. Just, um, just real quick, Rolo. We are live because I botched up the time, so it's just been me, Jack, and Ryan shooting the S. So we'll, right. we'll get wait That's for it. everyone I else. I'll end up coming in at some point, like when the regular time is. Um, yeah, but I was just. Oh man, if my voice is a little hashed. That's because. Uh, been screwing around last night and then i'll tell you what was weird is um i i made the announcement that the show was uh last night and uh, i had people drive out from like trucky you know where trucky is um uh, yeah uh, cappy Got on the border between Can- uh, yeah. Canada, uh, california and california. Nevada. yeah uh, i had people uh because they just wanted to meet Roll of Tomasi, they're like, yeah, I want to listen to what you play, but they just want to come down and shake my hand and everything. And so, how germane to today's topic? Yeah, exactly. And so, I had like, I had people coming out from Dayton, with uh, Dayton, Nevada, uh, which is where my brother lives, and it's that's a good hour and a half drive. And I was like, to come to this bar on Fourth Street in Reno, and um, yeah, uh, it was uh, it was actually interesting because I think I probably had about like about ten guys from like my sphere just show up because they wanted to come and rock out and shake my hand and hang out with me. And some of them were from Reno um, proper, but uh, it was, it was a good time. I was going to say, you know, Dayton and Chucky, those are pretty far away. Do you remember that time uh, a guy drove all the way from Vegas twice to meet you yeah. and he got stood up twice? Remember yeah. that? That yeah, was, yeah. that was the other times. Well, I think I'm over the fear now. So <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen one other guy in the sphere who holds a grudge this long. Cappy, yeah. just saying. Right. <laughs> No, you don't yeah. want to be that guy. You're not that, that alpha guy. Widowed. You know, do women ever get over the alpha right. widow? Yeah, no, Hang on, let me get through these super chats real quick. Uh, Dexter Barnes, two bucks. It's okay to be a boomer sometimes, Cappy. And by the way, for all my regular guys who tuned in, hold off on the super chats uh, till later because we want to have Ron Suarez, two bucks. Did Alex Patino drop his trucking book? I need it. No, he gave me the notes for it. I just don't have time it, with with all this other. And I'm thankfully things are back to normal. Uh, and and after I bang out two extra books, then I'll get to that one. But I do have the notes. Uh, Alex Patino is a truck driver, and he makes over six figures. I say, hey, you should write a book telling people how to make, uh, you know, $100,000 driving truck. And uh, he's like, here's the notes. I'm too busy making $100,000 driving truck. And you're like, yeah, I can see that. So, all right, good. I think we caught up with everything. Oh no! Hey, how are the Dexter Americans problems. taking that new trucker restriction for the Canadian border? By the way, I don't know. Like, I don't well pay attention well. to the news. Yeah, they uh, apparently, if you're not vaccinated, you you're not allowed to bring goods into Canada. And I think twenty oh, well. percent of truckers have nothing. And I I know American truckers aren't going to put up with our shit. So I'm just curious now. I guess you guys are not going to have goods coming into Canada. That's my assumption. You're fucked. Yeah. Not not to geek out on you guys in a nerd way, but um, everyone's getting a lesson in economics whether they realize it or not. We could talk about labor and wages and this and that and da-da-da and, oh, we're going to get a government program to give this group of people money. If there ain't no effing goods being produced or imported into your country, it don't matter. Nope. You know, like – yeah, you know, I, I saw this over in, in Rapid City where it's like I, I made a fair amount of money with that sale of that book. 
And, uh, and it's like, okay, I can buy stuff for my house, but aside, if I wanted to do anything fun, there's not, there's nowhere to spend your money unless you want to go down to the car dealership and buy a car. But it's like places are closed. They don't have staff. Uh, you know, I bet you better get used to like hiking, uh, or fishing or riding your motorcycle because there's you, there's not a lot of toys you can buy. Constitutionals. That's very true. That's very true. I'll tell you, it's funny. Uh, I didn't even realize that until I, um, I wanted to buy some wave runners for, uh, so I could take them up on the lake. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a great <clears throat> anniversary present, right? We can just get wave runners and go have some fun, right? Like, screw all that date night shit. Let's just go get wave runners and go. You and Ned, you mean? Or what? Well, we ordered, we ordered them from, uh, the motorsports place that's here in Reno. And, um, and we lucked out on getting, we wanted to buy two and put them on a trailer and, you know, so we'd have them to, to, to take out on the lake. And I seriously, we had one, uh, early in the season, like right around June, but like, I didn't get my wave runner until probably like, and I know this is like, like, you know, first world problems, right. But I didn't get it until it was like, uh, like late August, early September. And by then it's like, you know, things are cooling off. You're not really going out on the lake anymore, but I didn't realize this until the, I was uh, talking to the guy who was a salesman. He says, we can't get them. We simply can't get the stuff because there's they're not, either not making it or there's nobody doing it. They're, like the the demand is there, but they're like everything's on back order because nobody's nobody's producing those things. And so it's kind of like what you're saying there, Cappy. It's like if you want to go out and like buy toys or buy a motorcycle or buy whatever, it's like you're going to be waiting because it's just I don't know if it's the manufacturing. Like what were they saying? It's, the it's, it's everything. Well, it, it's, like it's chips and cars that they weren't like they weren't able to sell the cars oh, because dude, they didn't yeah, have the money yeah. You know what's funny? No. Printers. You remember how printers have that thing with the ink? How the chips make you have to buy more ink because uh, the chip tells you it's not it's empty when it's really not. Mm. Because Canon can't buy chips anymore. Your printer ink is actually like you can use it all now before it tells you it's empty. <laughs> so it's like the one winner in all this is printers. <laughs> to, to show you how bad this, here's what it is. It's it's basically a double punch, and a lot of people, um, and they're right. It's uh, the reason people are not working isn't solely because we're paying people a lot of government handouts, but it's a factor, and it's a it's a it's a double whammy because you cannot simultaneously pay people essentially not to work. And now they have all this money and now they want to go buy stuff because they don't have to work. It's like, well, I'll go consume something while in paying them not to work. You take them off of the production line and now there's less stuff being produced to buy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you get to get a lot of this inflation is you print it off money for people not to produce. And since they didn't produce, not only did the money supply go off, the amount of goods went down at on every possible level. I cannot explain how intricate and to the atomic level, like one thing, I mean, you know, the car industry, oh, they don't have computer chips. Well, that has shut down the entire auto industry. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who doesn't show up to work at the plastic factory. Now we don't have plastic or rubber washers. That shuts down all the whatever plumbing in that area. And, um, you know, just one minor thing, you know, it, you could have a piece of cholesterol that big. If it's at the right spot in your heart, you're dead. And uh, people don't understand how integrated the supply chain is uh, in this and any other modern economy. And it's just, yeah, it's so, you know, and then here, not to, again, geek out on you guys with the economics. So you can't buy physical items or consumer items or fun things. What do you do with your money then? Park it in real estate. (laughs) Yeah, you you buy, you invest. So Try to find a way to keep it. Yeah. Right, right. You buy silver, whatever, crypto. 
so I mean, money, it's got to go somewhere. And uh, yeah, it's very, um, let me get through this. I think, I don't know who else is showing up today. John Watts, five bucks, except for the CPA exam yesterday. Cappy noticed me. Congratulations, John. Did you pass? That'd be the, uh, the main Probably question. Probably we'll find right? out for a little bit. That's the important part. Yeah. I'm uh, just scrolling down. Thankfully, I don't have. Is it true? Ahead. Like, I heard this. Uh, I This is actually a, a good topic for me anyways, because I just got back from Rebel Capitalist uh, last weekend. Oh, yeah. How was that? Which was a lot of – I'll tell you, the, the crossover there is is fantastic um, as far as, like, the red pill sphere and, like, sort of the economic sphere, for lack of a better term. I don't even know, really know what to call it because everybody's there – like there's a lot of libertarians that go there there's a lot of guys who are just like they want to complain about communists <laughs> and there's like the guys who are into real estate and those are the guys i really want to talk to like ken mcelroy um i sat there and uh, like the first night i was there i talked to ken for probably about half an hour and um and then of course kiyosaki is there ron paul was there there's your libertarian thing um george gammon uh, also a great resource uh, but George is interesting because he is very much red pill. And so as soon as I show up, I'm, you know, he's got a question for me about like, you know, um, you know, why is it that I'm more respected when people know my name and they don't, you know, we wanted questions about like social proof and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's fun to talk that kind of, you know, have that kind of crossover there. And of course, Kiyosaki's going through his, uh, separation, his divorce right now. He's still very much, uh, invested i think in in kim uh, i think that was pretty obvious in the the interview we did with him but uh i was there with uh with justin waller and he was a re- he was probably the ideal guy to have there because justin uh actually works in the private sector <laughs> he doesn't just do this shit he actually yeah. has a business like a steel construction like he he builds steel buildings and stuff like that and has been doing that for a while so he has he had money before he came into this and so this was like he was like a pig and shit man i mean this was his his element and it really worked out pretty well for him and um and it was good um i did a um I did a uh, a workshop there just sort of as a proof of concept kind of thing that I'm going to do, by the way, uh, in Miami uh, in June when they do the next Rebel Capitalist out there. Because the, he usually does two, one's in Houston and then one's in Miami. So I'm going to do a more formal workshop uh, on sort of the crossover between Red Pill concepts and like econ- economics, like socioeconomic uh, topics as well, um, and how like intersectional dynamics influences markets and it influences like rise of the she economy is a really easy example there cappy um so i'm i'm kind of working that in right now and that's going to end up i'm trying to make it relevant to what the people who are going to this you know the the rebel capitalist anyways are going to want to be talking about but i got there and we were at we went to like at least three different mixers while we were there and it was i i couldn't walk across the room without somebody wanting to get a picture or wanting to talk to me about the book or sign a book or whatever and i was i was actually kind of surprised because it's not right it's not like a red pill convention right it wasn't purpose and then, yeah yeah and so it worked out really well but like the topics that we're talking about was very similar to what you're what we're getting into today uh what i would, wanted to ask you though is um i've heard myron uh repeat this on a few occasions and i heard this at rebel capitalist is like is it true like 40 percent of the money that's in the u.s economy right now was printed like in 2020 is that, is that I, yes i think yeah i'd have to go back the, it depends if you want to well, I know it, money machine goes burr, but is that like are those numbers accurate? Yes, they are, and depends on which measure. There's several measures of the money supply. There's the the monetary base, which is the actual number of physical dollars that have been printed, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's M1, M2, M3, which are less and less liquid measures, like where you include things like uh, money market accounts, save like technically savings is not cash or, or I'm sorry, CDs. CDs are not cash. You have to leave them there for six months to a year. But it kind of is cash because you could pledge it as collateral, and yes, you can withdraw it for a fee. And that, so we're, it's an it, those are varying measures of liquidity. I like using the monetary base or M one, and to a lesser extent M two. Not not to bore anyone, but yes, if you look at some of those measures, and if I recall correctly, it's not forty percent. I think it's eighty percent in some of those um, things. Now, also keep in mind the entire history of the United States when we go back. At the beginning of the United States, there was, what, maybe 10 million people here, and our economy was a fraction of what it is today. So it's it's a slightly misleading statistic. But, yes, we have printed off the majority or a plurality of money, depending on the measure you want to use, in one year. Wow. Isn't the key of that, that though, is- just own assets? Because the inflation is basically a tax yeah. on people who labor with time. But assets, you're doing great because you're hedged against all that inflation. Yes, it- yes. It's, it's a tax no matter what. You can you can you can tax by direct taxation, taking money from people. You could tax by borrowing because you're merely deferring the taxes to future generations to pay for it because you have to pay back the debt. And then you could tax everyone by printing off money where everyone's dollars purchases less into the future. So you, you get it through purchasing power. But in, in either case, it is it is taking purchasing power away from some person that isn't you. Yeah, that's, and you damn Americans, you're the reason we're all inflating our currencies. You know this, right? You know, no, you no, 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 you well, can no. Not, you can me choose out. not to print. Hear me out. If we don't inflate, the American dollar becomes less valuable and the Canadian yes. dollar becomes stronger by comparison. We right. lose What's out this? on the export market because our big advantage is that you save 30 cents on the dollar by getting Canadian goods. Okay, so, we kind so of, what's the solution? Well, join you. Run off the cliff with the other lemmings. No, no. I'm not saying that's the right solution. The I'm Canadian, saying that's the, the Canadian, doing. you just told me the answer. The Canadian dollar goes up 30% against the U.S. What's your solution? Move to the States. I don't know. You buy it. Oh, you're talking about like Forex then. I'm not talking you about, buy, I mean like no, an economic oh policy. Ryan, shut up for a second and stop guessing. You <laughs> buy foreign assets. You buy the Canadian, you buy the American company, you buy American land, you buy, and then now you have an American asset because your currency is stronger than the dollar. It's what the Chinese are doing. Oh, yeah, it's hard for Canada to do, though. We actually are, it's funny enough with the mutual funds. Do you know how hard it is for me just to buy an American stock? I bet it's pretty difficult, yeah. It's it's difficult. We actually have like a bunch of taxes and surcharges to encourage more Canadians to, to buy here. Like just for my investments right now, if I want to do American stocks, I have to take the bank fee on the currency conversion, then invest on it with a different fee, and then another fee to pull it back, and then another fee to convert it back into Canadian funds. So unless a stock goes up like 30%, I'm basically losing money by investing in American. I will will summarize it very quickly. Canada is very mercantilist without Mm -hmm. boring people, so you can look that up later. All right, let me bang out three super chats. We'll get to our topic. We got John Fitch in the house here. Uh, Igor... Mike Sheen, two euros. Ryan, is it possible to leave Canada by car unvaxxed? Yes or no answer, Ryan? Yep. Yep. Okay, there you go. Come back. (laughs) (laughs) I I got my dog from Canada during the lockdowns. Nice. Hey, Thor's in the house. Yo, yo. Thor, miss it. Yeah. Uh, So Thor for 10 bucks. Happy Saturday in Nevada, Cappy. Love Ryan and Jack, too. 
Shawl, you savages. Yeah, I hope Missy's doing well. If you guys were looking for something to help yeah. out, like if you want to be charitable, uh, Thor's wife, Missy, got in a car accident and was paralyzed from the neck down. And now she is walking again, um, although very, very uh, uh, gingerly and weakly, and they do have things. Ryan, mute yourself. I can hear you. No, that's Troy. Oh, Troy, Troy, Troy. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. There, there we go. Um, yeah, so check out Thor. I got to go visit Thor. He's down over in California. Ice Nose, two bucks. Vive Lebec, Quebec Libre, tab, Tabernac. Tabernac. Is that something for Canadians? That's a cuss word, sir. And oh. you call Dutch Klingon? <laughs> sir, French. <laughs> we have no words that sound like that. All right. And no more super chats, guys, because we're going to get to the show. I just want to get so I don't have, I hate having outstanding obligations. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, Just as much as you hate buying Bitcoin. I, I hate buying Bitcoin <laughs> as a pain in the ass. Alex Patino, five bucks. When the new rule came out of Canada, I didn't care. Gives me an excuse not to go north, especially Quebec. Uh, Alex is a truck driver. Uh, Dave McFarland, five bucks. Thanks for the stream, guys. Much appreciated. Am I lagging at all, guys? No, you're good. I'm good. Okay, there's this thing. You Ryan, said, man, five, is it Quebec or is it Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. Quebec, Quebec. You got to think like, how would a duck speak French? And that's how you do Quebecois. By the way, never call Nevada, Nevada. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm here in Tirana. Hey, roll on the rule zero, guys. Nick here. Thanks for watching that vid I sent you on the IG first vids go up coming this week. Uh, is he a content creator? I think so. I think I got. Oh. I think I got that in my DMs. Okay, a kinetic ten dollars. Roll of quotes the old maxim: "Never meet your heroes." Still good to see him in Houston, anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> At least he's not. All right, right? <laughs> people are still just throwing it. Well, okay, there's no more. I will not be answering the super chats now. We're we're going to go because I think everybody wants to try to. I got a leg over on my. There we go. Um, all right. I want to bring everyone in here because I personally have, have kind of had this and, and thankfully not. I haven't had anyone fangirl out on me, um, but I'm seeing a lot of uh, people getting kind of like hero worship and, oh, my God, it's Rolo and, oh, my God, it's Troy. And no one says that about Jack, of course. Um, but, you know, for the rest of us, the rest of us, you may have like, oh, hey, you're in. And that's fine, and that's cool. Um, and I don't know why that it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth where it's like, oh, my God, you're Aaron Clary. Because I know who Aaron Clary is. I've lived with him for 46 years. And it's like, yeah, I'm just this normal douche. And the problem I got with people like kind of fanning out or like, oh, it's like, it is that they're starting to think we're more than we are. And in doing so, they kind of think that maybe we have all the answers and that we're kind of like, Oh yeah. He, he, he's, and it, and it's like, no, you're, you're missing the point and you're failing to realize what we're trying to do here with the red pill that we're not, we're, we're not these demigods. We're not heroes. We don't have all the answers. It's not like follow me because now we start to become almost cultish uh, and it's like, no, no, here's what we're trying to do. Because if you get lost in the uh, celebrity ship, for lack of a better word, or starstruck, 
it's you're missing out on what's really important, and that is the wisdom and advice we're trying to give an audience uh, to to help them improve their actual lives. And you don't want to replace actual product, uh, a product product uh, production in progress in your life for an ideal for an ideology. And I even wrote about this about the red pill becoming a religion, and it wasn't in a bad sense because. For the most part, modern Christianity, at least in the U.S. and the West, is um, it, it it doesn't serve its function anymore. It's a it's a dead branch of Christianity. Uh, whereas the red pill, it's practical. It actually serves people a lot more in your life, both and and, and beyond women. I mean, there, I obviously talk about finances, but there's life philosophy. There's um, there's career. Uh, there's existentialism. Uh, although inevitably, I think you would round back to uh to religion on that but it's almost people are becoming uh red pill for red pill's sake because they got nothing else going on and i kind of want to put an end to that and bring you guys in to kind of discuss you know like we're just regular douchebags Tr- truthfully and honestly now modern life john isn't here so he'd probably disagree and of course troy he's a very good sounding normal douchebag because he has his British accent, but I kind of want, and, and it's not that I like, Oh, don't subscribe and don't listen to us. We all do have our own specialties and, and uniquenesses, but I want to like, yeah, we're just normal. And here's what we're here about. And, and it's really more important. You take away with what's coming out of our mouths than like, Oh my God, it's, you know, it's John. Oh my God, it's Ryan and stuff like that. So I, I'm kind of glad you guys could all, uh, come in here. Oh, I guess real quick. Uh, well, forget introductions. We'll do all that later. Any opening Troy, thoughts? He's just British. <laughs> You're not a raging narcissist. Congratulations. <laughs> the only demagogues want sync offense. Absolutely, Aaron. And that's mm-hmm. the worst part. Like, mm-hmm. remember our first episode, Rule Zero, Rolo, Troy, yes. Jordan Peterson. Back then, he was on top of the world and he was like, dad 2.0 and had a poster on my wall of jordan peterson everybody's cleaning their room i mean they're talking about it they're not actually cleaning it but you know it mm-hmm. felt like i cleaned my room so that was dad, you never thing. had yep. and then all of a sudden his daughter's a thought and it's this it's like <laughs> there's got to be some kind of religious parable about guys who make golden calves and then kill the golden calves but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the from a creator standpoint you don't want that because they'll turn on you the second that they can to have that he used to be my dad and he let me down i hate that shit I think a lot of it is like, again, it's like uh, sheep looking for a shepherd, right, Ryan? I mean, we've had those. At, we've actually done full up episodes on that. Um, I think, uh, and I wrote about, somebody should write a book about the red pill and religion. Hmm. Um, but I, uh, I, it, it was funny because actually part of that book, I mentioned this, is that there's always going to be this need for, um, like, for on, on the part of just most people. I, I don't want to, I, I point out women, of course, but because it sort of, re- it goes along with like the chick crack dynamic. There's this need for superstition and this need for belief in something that's like supernatural or metaphysical. Um, but I think a, a lot of guys presume that if you are challenging like ego invested beliefs, which is what the red pill really does, um, that it is, it must be a belief set itself. And I, I keep trying to stress this and nobody I, like I can do this till I'm until I'm dead in the grave. But r- the red pill is a praxeology. It's not a religion. It's not an ideology. It's not a belief set. It's a set of tools. 
It is an it's not an instruction manual. It is a textbook. And I'm trying to put it in like like layman's terms as simplistically as I possibly can. But people keep wanting to turn it into an ideology. In fact, I just heard DJ Academics talk about that on his show because he was criticizing Myron Gaines and he brought my name up saying, who's this Rolo Tomasi guy? He sounds like a cult leader, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, when your only frame of reference is a, a belief set or ideology and you're presented with data and empirical, you know, facts and, and you know, in, in some cases, facts that we haven't really had access to in the same way we do now. And it's a challenge to those beliefs. The only way to counter that or have an argument about that is to take that data and turn it into a belief set itself. Because you can't have that argument. You can't argue belief against empiricism or, or vice versa. And the only way you ha- – because you're not even, like, arguing – like you're, the goal of the argument is completely different, right? So a belief-based argument is one thing. A rational, empirical-based argument is another thing. But when those two come together, they can't even agree on what should be the terms for coming to an agreement or what wins the debate, right? So you're speaking two different languages. And the only way for a believer to win an empirical argument is to turn that empirical argument into a belief. That's why guys say, well, it sounds like an ideology to me. Sounds like they're a cult. Sounds like they're uh, gurus, right? That's how we get that name is guru. And really what we are is I'm just presenting facts. I'm Maybe you want to call me a teacher. I'm okay with that. But I'm not trying to create a cult of personality. I don't think anybody here has ever had that as a goal for themselves. Um, but that's the frame of reference that a lot of people have to put it into so that they can sort of wrap their heads around it in the first place. And then other people come in and they go, oh, those red pill believers, they're beliefs, uh, a belief system. And in some cases, you, like in the black pill or the doomers or, or, or MGTOW, that's a, that's a, a, a practice. That is a, a, a prescription for what the red pill has informed them. So in that case, you might say, well, here's this, this is a list of best practices. And if you want to say that's your belief set or your ideology, okay, I'm willing to accept that, you know, if you're going to say the, that the black pill believe this or the MGTOWs believe this, or these are what we should, we ought to be doing. That is not what red pill is. It is a praxeology. It is just the, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. So what, what you would say is, or would you say that there's so many people, because a lot of these kids are lost and we're going to get into this later as to what, you know, truth and lies and and where I think the red pill uh, plays a role. But a lot of these people are just looking for some kind of belonging and and existence and that philosophy or life philosophy, the belief comes first. They see this and then they're because they're desired to have some kind of belonging or existentialism or, or, or purpose in life trumps, uh, the practicality of it, it blinds them to the practicality of what we're trying to do with the red pill because we are empirical. This is really more of a trade school. This is not a philosophy. You know, if Troy is a perfect example. Like, here's your tools to go talk to girls in the real world. Troy doesn't says, "Let me tell you the meaning of life." Uh, and and so is that well, where the confusion? We do a bit of that. In? We we do do a bit of that as well, actually, Aaron. We do go. We do do a little bit of uh, existential uh, chin wagging on, on when I do sort of uh, shows with Tusk and actually with MLD as well. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, in, in principle, and, and like, listen, I I don't want to. I mean, I shouldn't even be in this show really because I'm I'm not getting hero worship. I mean, I'm here with the greats. I'm here with John Fitch. I'm here with Rolex Massey. 
uh, I'm here with Jack Napier. You know, I'm not getting that level of adulation from the public. But nevertheless, you know, sometimes I go around. I've, I mean, I've been to quite a few I, I don't countries. know, Troy. I, I know a couple girls now. Aside to, a couple girls really yeah. like you. They're like, oh, do you know him? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. him. Yeah. So. We, we've got the female the female audience a little bit. But I, I do sometimes, you know, when I was in Miami, some guy came up to me and recognized me um, and actually mentioned Rollo. He said, oh, yeah, you're on that, you're on that show with Rollo, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when I was in Serbia, some guy came and recognized me. I was in London before some bloke at the gym came up to me, you know, so it does, it does happen. You know, these guys, obviously they see your stuff and they, they come on, they want to have a conversation. And for the most part, you know, people are just, they're just like, oh, you know, I like what you do and what you put out and everything like that. But I think the whole point, particularly, particularly in the dating space, I, you know, as, as distinct from maybe other people have got slightly different disciplines here, but I think from, from the dating space, really the whole point of it is that you are an ordinary guy. You know, the whole point of it is that I, you are an ordinary guy, but you can have this kind of life that's quite extraordinary. You can travel around, you can go to different places, you can have these great dating experiences. And I think if you were less of an ordinary guy, it might have less resonance. But ironically, if you look at the moment with all of the sort of outpourings that we've seen about Tom Torero, um, a lot of people are writing about Tom Torero and almost deifying Tom Torero in their comments of like, oh, he was this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that because he was a great teacher and a great content creator and everything like that. But again, even with someone like him, I mean, the whole point really was that he was actually a very ordinary guy. You know, he didn't have a Lambo. He didn't have a six pack. He wasn't jacked or whatever, but he was still able to go around and have this amazing dating life. So I think it's not just people in this space shouldn't be deified. It's that actually it has more power when the audience recognizes that we're just we're just regular dudes yep we came from the same origins well you ever notice how it's always the league of extraordinary gentlemen all these private communities everybody and they're blathering on about tribes i really do think a lot of guys they don't care about the dating and stuff they're just lonely and even though it's a he-man woman haters club it's at least a club yeah do you ever the liminal, that? i get a lot of guys yeah, that in my community be a part of something yeah, and they'll we'll talk about uh, like field reports. The gym. Exactly. What did I do? What am I trying to do? How well did it go? And they're forty reports in. They haven't changed at all. They just like the idea that I come here, I say my piece, everybody calls me an asshole, and then I can move on. I think it's that. Like, it, I swear to God, it's a lot of guys love that parasocial relationship where I can pay a guy to act like my surrogate friend. It's like porn. It's weird. And I notice a lot of, and it's at every fans. marketing guy loves it because those guys are your most consistent customers. I've actually kicked guys out of the community for doing that one before. And it's just, there's a market for it. It's not illegal. I don't think it's a good thing. And I think people who like add to that little demagogue syndrome are really kind of a part of the problem. I really do. Well, like if you're calling yourself, if you're calling yourself president. <laughs> well, except for he's so unattractive, even they're like ah, a different club. Uh, well, if they want to be in his He-Man Woman Haters Club, how bad is that? <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of people that will criticize, like, well, pretty much everyone here, but I, I know I get this all the time, is, especially in comments and stuff, is, oh, well, they do this, you know, because you're weak and you're insecure uh, and you're a beta and you're a simp and, you know, all these lost boys. But you'll never get out of the pit that you're in right now because these guys are keeping you in there because you're their prime demographic. And that's how they make money is off of you guys and your stupid insecurities and all that stuff. And it's like that's like um, 
that's an insult like to people who are like genuinely into it. I mean, I understand why that is like what they fall back on because it seems like they're just like sheep for the shearing kind of thing. And yeah. And a lot of them are. And I, and I get that, but it's like at this stage, I've been doing this, like it is now 2022. I've been doing this for 20 friggin' years. So it's not just about like, I mean, those guys, they were, they were been there before and they will be there afterwards. Mm -hmm. And the real the real litmus test, I think, is, is it helping you? Did it save your life? Did it bring you out? Did, are, were you one thing and you became something else? Did you become something better as a result of that? Did, did you actually do some work? Did you take the tools that Ryan gave you or I gave you or somebody else or Troy gave you, anybody else? Did you take those tools and did you build something with that? That's really the test because what happens is that, and I don't think enough people really realize this, is that when it comes to education, the in the the onus is on the student, not so much the teacher. Okay, the the student has to say, okay, I'm not getting anything out of this guy. If I want to go and improve my golf swing, I go and I hire a pro and I work with that guy for a couple months. And if my golf swing doesn't improve, then I say, okay, well, it's on me because I'm the student and I'm not going to work with that guy anymore. I'm going to go work with this guy over here and maybe things will work out better for me. It's not so much the guy who's the you know he's going to take his money because he he wants to improve his golf swing, right? It's the guy has to say, okay, well, I'm, this is not working for me, but maybe I would learn better from this guy to get to the same goal that I had, which is a better golf swing. So it's on you as a student to be able to vet the quality of the education that you're getting. And today's society, when you've got the lost boys generation who aren't going to college, who don't have positive masculine influences in their lives right now, who like John's going to tell you here in just a second about how these guys are damaged inside and they've had these really shitty childhoods and everything. Yes. Yes, they do. Who are you going to learn that from? Are you going to go to a therapist? Are you going to go to college? Are you going to get a degree in psychology? How are you going to deal with that? It's on you to determine what's the best course of action. And if it's not paying out you know, money to some fat kid in Brazil, then it should be somebody else who's actually going to help you get to the next level. Well, how much, well, I, how I much of a, this? I think that's go a ahead, good, go uh, good uh, yardstick when you're, when you're looking for coaches and stuff too, though, it's like, does this guy have a program that like has an end point? John, get your audio squared away. You're, you're all, hang on. Let me mute you. See if it is you. It sounds fine now. I saw a criticism uh, in a Black Pill video, though. Black Pill people will often criticize uh, dating coaches because they will say, well, look, it, it's it's the business model is to keep the guy not very good so that he has to keep coming back. You know, so he does the first program and then you say, oh, actually, you're still not very good. You need another program. Still not very good. You need another program. And they think that that's what the business model is. But of course, it isn't the business model. I mean, the best the best client is somebody who comes along, does some training, and then goes away, and you never see them again because they've got what they needed. But the other thing that they forget is, of course, in order for the business to be successful, you need testimonials. You need positive feedback, right? And you're not going to get positive feedback if your client base are perpetually failing. So it doesn't even make sense on its own terms, the criticism that they're trying to make. But I mean, you know, when I work with James Tusk, we always say, the best client is the client who you take out of training once and then you never see them again because they've got what they needed. They're getting the results that they want and it's all good. But how much of that, I mean, and 
maybe this is where people start slipping into uh, uh, viewing it as more than it is versus a trade school versus a life philosophy. It almost does parallel religion. I do mean modern religion where the majority of people going to church don't do it for anything as, as noble as like Christ or salvation or the afterlife. They're, they're really going for a, a, a temporary fix or a work avoidant therapy. Existence. Yeah, therapy. Yeah, and I well, even therapy. But I'd say I'd say it's even more prepackaged than that. Like, oh, if I take Troy's class or I read Rollo's book or I, you you know you do everything in theory. I take this class. I go to school. They end up becoming perpetual students because what they really want is the experience of going to school or the stimulus, and then that ends up becoming the prepack. Oh, I go to Walmart and I buy my purpose and meaning. You're and when you hit about on identity. Rollo. Yeah, well, identity too. But what Rollo hit it, what he's talking about, and we always go back to this, is doing the work. Or if you take Troy's uh, uh, pickup uh, consulting, you got to go ask the girls out. Or you go with Fitch or Jack. You got to go and lift the weights and throw the punches. And, and John, tell me, I mean, how many, you've had several people show up and then just leave, right? When, when you start doing a workout or you're, when it became difficult, they left. <laughs> uh, luckily, I haven't had too many students that have, would, would lead at that point. But yeah, they won't come back. People will realize that, man, this is this takes a lot of time and effort to do, and it's going to take a long time to learn, especially with the young guys. You know, it's the young guys who are like, I'm really excited. I'm going to be a fighter. You know, I'm going to take this many fights, and then I'm going to do a promotion. I'm going to be an event promoter. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's start with the basic and uh, work on, uh, you know, our hip escape drill and stuff like that. And then 30 minutes later, they're sweaty and we're just warming up with the basics. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess this is going to take a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> and right, uh, but, you don't hear back from them. Yeah. And once it's boring, like, because let's say you're a real religious person or you really want to work hard. We just had the guy that, that tested for a CPA exam. All that takes work. Jack, you worked out. You got six-pack abs, so you had to set down the Legos a little bit, and you even do consulting. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you set down the Legos so that you could get six-pack abs. Uh, but it it's kind of this quasi, uh, not gray world, but a twilight zone where they go in and they say, all right, I want to achieve X. But instead of, well, that takes a lot of hard work, I will just merely go through the motions of learning and studying academically about X. And then I will sit and pot. You see a lot of this. Oh, my gosh. So much of this within the MGTOW community where it's like, oh, they find every reason to avoid putting work, to avoid suffering and pain and rejection. And then it becomes it's almost its own value internal value generating philosophy where I'm part of this. Now I have a brand name. Now I have a name. Now I, and, and I'm a, whatever, MGTOW. I'm a, you see this a lot in American politics. So I guess also I am filling your trait. I am quasi sexual or, or whatever else like that. And that's where it ends. That's where it stops. Yeah. What is it, Jack? What are you doing? What? What's what? Rolo doing? <laughs> I know. I, I, I got my I pop know. filter out. Cause everybody was like complaining about it. So here's my pop filter. This is why Dude. I don't use a pop filter. Here's why I love referencing Rolo on this one. Remember your amusement park shtick there, Rolo, where chicks want the amusement park? How did that quote go? It was, they want all the feeling of danger, but it's bubble wrap. I'll get it for you. Hang on one second. Yeah, keep talking. All right. So yeah, it's the gist of the quote is they don't want danger. They want the appearance of danger. And then I've been telling you guys for like two years that 
men are being raised as if they are defective women nowadays. So what mm. is all of this stuff you just described, Aaron? But that whole idea of women wanting the amusement park of the man, the guy who seems dangerous, but is bubble wrapped. Guys are doing the same thing. They want their purpose in life. They want their vision, but bubble wrapped. So there's no actual possibility of a failure for it. I want all the feeling of accomplishment in my life without having to actually do anything to get there. That's the danger with the identity. It's like, I'm a Coke fan. I'm a Pepsi fan and Pepsi and Coke we is have all about some... Christmas. Yeah. Pepsi is all about radicals. Yeah, I got, I got yeah. it. Go ahead, go we, ahead, we have, we have, we, we have met some people like that actually, who are sort of perpetual customers, not just of me or of, you know, Tusk or something, but, um, they're perpetual customers. They go around different dating coaches. They say, oh, I work with this guy. I work with that guy. I work with that guy. And that's fine. And I mean, obviously, you know, these are like the whales of the, the dating industry, if you like, you know, they go around and they spend money. And so in that sense, they, they're good customers, but, and, and, and we're not here to prevent anybody from doing what they want to do. I mean, if they want to take a program, they can take a program. That's, that's all by a book. That's their prerogative, but it's not what I would encourage. You know, I don't encourage anybody to be sort of like, well, I did some training with this dude and now I'm doing some training with this guy. And now I'm doing training with you at some point you have to think, okay, well, I've got probably, you know, there's not so much to understand here. We're not, we're not, this isn't sort of, you know, nuclear, um, nuclear fission or something, you know, it's relatively straightforward set of principles. At some point, you should have those, and then just go out and do the do the work, do the action on your mm -hmm. own, and don't keep paying people to you know to to, to tutor you all the time. Well, that's well, kind of like that's what concerns. That's what concerns me is because they're abdicating the responsibility to us, uh, not in a certain sense, but where they're not going to do the work. They keep coming back to get their fix or whatever. And then the, the thing that I don't like about it is that if they fail, somehow now that's my fault because yeah. I didn't let – or somehow – because these, these people are also the types that let's, – let's, let's be very clear. They're hypocrites. I want to achieve X, but I don't want to put it in the work. Mm -hmm. And then at any time – now, Jack Murphy kind of blew up for very Jack Murphyan reasons – but anytime somebody fails, like, oh, look at that guy. He like you are you're, you're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're not that you're the preacher and you brought the message, but they become purists about this. And gosh almighty, you know, like, oh, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, oh, you you can't, you know, no true Scotsman kind of like get out of here. It's like, look, this was never a club, this was never a cult. It was just me telling you how to do X, Y, and Z when it came to women or your finances or something like that. And then anytime one of us like deviates not even falls from grace but just deviates then also i can't believe that hypocrite and that, and that it's like well this is just becoming basically a, a soap opera of internet gossip by that point high school never ends yeah. <laughs> it's ironic though like it's, why do you want these people i don't know it, why you know what it is a lot of posts would happen with this in the red pill too where somebody would be like how do we help these guys they aren't getting it they aren't want to learn and then how many times is rollo they run him up the flagpole because he says it's triage you know, read them their last rights. If they're not here to learn, if they're not here to do anything, if they don't want what you want and they want something you don't want to give them, then just fuck them. And I think guys have this innate idea that this is good and I can help you, but then they get this covert contract, but you don't want to be helped. So maybe if I just try a little bit harder and I'm like, if you're going to simp, at least simp for a woman, don't simp for a useless customer who just wants the feeling success without doing it because 
at least girls smell nice and shower every day in the quote of <laughs> yeah, I don't have tits, man. I mean, if you're going to simp, simp for someone with tits, okay? Yeah. It, it's all But you know actually, what I mean? It's like they expect you to tits, act, bro. and we're supposed to be red pill guys, so we shouldn't be simping for anybody. If somebody wants you because I want to feel like a MIG tower going ghost without actually doing it, I'm going to pay Aaron Clary so I get the street cred. Eventually, you're going to say, get the fuck out of my house. Same thing as John. It's like, hey, I don't want to wear the wrist wraps, but can you show me the striking things again? You're eventually going to be like, I'll take your money, but you really got to get out of here because you're wasting everybody's time. Well, just on, just, on the, just on the personal mm -hmm. life, just, ahead, on the person, just on the personal life side of things, um, it's it's mm -hmm. interesting how if you're teaching dating skills or whatever, social skills, you get criticized equally if you've got a girlfriend or if you haven't got a girlfriend. Because if you've got a girlfriend and people, and people publicly know that, they say, mm -hmm. oh, well, he's out of the game. He's got a girlfriend. What does he know? He's not approaching, blah, blah, blah. And if you haven't got a girlfriend, then an equal number of people will say, well, why are you trying to learn off that guy? He hasn't got a girlfriend. Surely all these skills, he should have a girlfriend by now. So you really, really can't win with the, the personal life stuff. But like you say, when people take this purist view, like if you're somebody who's been teaching, say, cold approach for a, long, for a period of time, then you get a girlfriend. Then there's, oh, you can't teach it anymore because you've got a girlfriend. Well, no, you've still got those skills. You've still got that knowledge, you know, just because you're in a different phase of your life. It doesn't mean that you suddenly, suddenly lost all of that. So people, you're, you're right. There's, there's a problem with the way that the audience interfaces sometimes. I, there's think. The, I think there's this want to see your teacher, like, living out by example whatever it is that they believe you're about. Like, whatever character that they made up in their head about who you are is they want to see that like if if Rolo Tomasi is a rock star and he's got all these chicks hanging out with him at the bar or whatever and that's their image of Rolo Tomasi you better not be married you better not be you know domestic you better not have any you better not be a nerd who plays D&D &D with guys in the masculine geek every other Wednesday right oh, no. you better not be that guy because if you are then you're a charlatan then you're taking money from the pockets of these is you know impressionable young children who think that you're one way and you're really not and then if you're the supposed to be the family man who's been married for 25 years with two greyhounds in the house a, a beautiful daughter and has done a lot with his life and suddenly you're at a, a, a club playing a gig on stage with God knows whoever else, then you're not part of, you're not that character that they built up into your head as well. And I always make this joke is that Rolo Tomasi can't be red pill because he's married. And then Rolo Tomasi can't be married because he's red pill. And there's no effing way to win because whoever they think you are, like a guy was just saying a minute ago, never meet your never meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I say I repeat that all the time because I'm not trying to I'm not giving you the hero of Rolo Tomasi. I'm giving you the the nuts and bolts of the red pill. Right. If I'm like, so where, where's your receipts, man? We're the hot chicks. You only got 40, 40 girls as your lay count. Oh, I can get that in half an hour. You know, that kind that dude is going to make a, a caricature of me so he can do exactly what he's accused. Well, all the other people are accusing us of doing, which is filching money out of the pockets of impressionable guys by using that same caricature that works with whatever their marketing plan happens to be my receipts are 20 fucking years in the manosphere my receipts are four books of the, and one of which of course is the bible of the manosphere right now okay those are my receipts my receipts is doing what i do every day and i've been doing this consistently i've not changed my message i've not pivoted in 20 fucking years where are your receipts Rolo? But you know what, Rollo? Rollo, 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 guys thinking like that are, are very idealistic. Mm -hmm. if, it could be if me, you weren't but... married, though, Rollo, 
if Rollo wasn't married, you, the, all the guys would be like, oh, look at him. He's got all this knowledge, but he's this sad, lonely old bachelor. Oh, like, you know, or, or like, oh, he couldn't get married, you know, blah, blah, blah. So whatever you do, you're going to be criticized. Meaningless sex. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Could be let, me, let, but let I Beanie Boys speak. Know. Hold it, hold it, hold it. The Beanie Boy is about to speak. Everybody, listen to the Beanie Boy. Okay, could speak, be me, but boy. I don't remember Aaron, Rolo, Troy, or Ryan, or even John holding a gun to my head and forcing me to buy their books. So I don't know what all this "you're stealing money from guys" comes from. But last time I checked, it was all voluntary to buy somebody's well, book. Rolo's first book is even free on his blog. Well, you are Dutch, so. I know we are great. I am from Holland. I was wondering when that would show up. Did you ever notice that it's like the bitchy wife that blames everything that goes wrong on the husband, even if it's not his fault? It's the same Ooh, thing Dutch? here. You're, yes. We basically have our own versions of nagging wives in a in a disenfranchised customer base. It's always kind of weird, red pill in a meta sort of way. Kind of makes well, me laugh. It, it, this, what Roll was talking about, and, and generally is is the concept of infallibility. Where we, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I'm, I'm going to introduce another concept here. Are, are any of you guys infallible? Is anyone here without sin? Do any of you not have skeletons in your closet? I mean, well, I haven't it, shoved I'll, anything I'll, in my ass. If that's what you're wondering. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have any skeletons up my asshole. That's I, yeah. yeah. Not, okay, maybe, all right. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking Jack Murphy and level of of that, but. Dude, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. yeah, I botched up in the past. I got some skeletons and all that, uh, but I'm not here to, you know, kind of do as I say, not as I do sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't have to even be a, a, that big of a skeleton. It could be, okay, let's say you get a DWI. All right. You got a problem drinking alcohol or whatever, or maybe you do some drugs or whatever. You get in a fight at the bar. It, it That is enough, especially with all the, I'll be perfectly clear about it. The jealous wannabes who are envious of our position or a 20-year record and, and established uh, canon of, of, of uh, work and content creation like that. There are a lot of people who don't, frankly, don't want to work real jobs who are more than happy to take down the king of the hill or uh, dethrone someone or something like that. So any slight infraction that, you know, and, and I think everyone except Jack, Jack's 23, everyone here is in their 40s. And we've, we've you know, uh, John, you've you've gotten divorced. You know, you didn't have a, 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 a good previous successful marriage. Troy, you're, I, I, again, I want to have you on and, and maybe we could talk about, but for those of you who don't know Troy's background, go be, pick up the book, How to Become an Asshole. Troy did not have an easy life. Troy, I mean, he, he pink mohawk or was it pink pants you were wearing back in the day? Both. Both. Okay. I mean, this, I'm sure maybe Troy might have some adventures and escapades in his past. Uh, but, you know, once you put people up on the pedestal, man, they all want to take you down at the same time, too. There's and narrations it's like, of that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no. I'm here to tell you about finance. Troy is here to tell you about pickup. Fitch is here to teach you how to fight. Ryan Stone is here to philosophy. I hate I hate to give you the hat tip on that one. You, I know I give you guff. God, that's then, insulting. What, philosophy? Your yeah, book is very head deep. Head up my what ass, smart guy. Anyway. smart. Yeah. Okay, the, the dumbass philosopher and all Thank that. Thank you. You know, and, and Jack will teach you how to put together Legos. But uh, beyond that, I don't think any guy ever – heck, how many of you even think you'd be here? 
No, no, <laughs> nope. no, absolutely. I don't think, yeah, I don't think one person uh, thought. Do you want me to share this, Rolo? Yeah, put that up there because that's pertinent to the conversation. I just saw this this morning. This is, I, I've never seen this compared, right? Okay, so it's this American men, share of college enrollment uh, and share of 18 to 30-year-olds uh, reporting no sex in the past year. That data, by the way, is from the general survey study that was out in like 2019, I think. And I've, I've never seen this like, uh, you know, compared against the other. If you look at the, the drop in enrollment rate versus like the sexless rate right there, mm-hmm. that's who we're talking about right now. That's the people who are like, oh, you're filtering money out of their pockets and stuff like that. This is the Lost Boys generation in graphic form right here. This is dropping out of and this is the United States, of course, this is dropping out of you know, the, the education market. And these are, this is the lost boys in, in no uncertain terms right here. And I thought the, the part where it says, you know, 40, it's now 40.4% is the, the enrollment rate in, in uh, us colleges right now. Now, of course you can say, well, colleges are just communist uh, indoctrination camps and, and who would want to go like get into a trade. We were talking about that all last week at rebel capitalist. And like, how can you motivate guys to like become more than what they are? How do you get them to change? Well, it's very difficult to do when guys are saying, oh, they're only trying to get you to change because they want to take money out of your pocket. Right. Well, these are the guys that 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 28 percent, that dot right there. And it's probably I don't know where it is right now. It's probably gone up to 30 because remember, that's old data. That's at least two, three years old now um, that uh, that it's probably gone up. But that's the lost boys generation that are guys who are looking for teachers. They're not finding them in college because they're not going to college. They don't have them at home because we've taken men out of the home. We've disempowered and, and taken away any kind of presumption of masculine authority for the last, well, certainly since 1989, and I would argue since like 1965. But if you go and you look at that, I mean, look at the college enrollment and look at the sexlessness rate and the comparison. Are those is correlation causation? No, but that's a hell of a fucking correlation right there. I mean, call I if there's a chart. Like I think there's a chart uh, that shows um, female obesity. Yes. Increases in those years. <laughs> See if that correlates. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. a correlation of like, oh man, why am I working so hard and going to school anymore if all I get to date are land whales? Yeah. I'll just play video games and watch porn. Well, I've done that. Um, I've done, uh, well, share shows like this, but uh, when I was doing the workshop, as a matter of fact, at, at Rebel Capitalist, I was making comparisons of uh, the marriage rate. Uh, sexlessness rate. Um, I did not make this comparison. I'm glad somebody sent this to me. But the uh, the the you know sexless rate versus college enrollment. Um, if you look at the numbers of, if, it's not just men declining college or higher education, or whatever altogether. I would like to say that that's because guys are smarter now and they don't want to go to college because they know it's a it's a waste of time. They you know they don't want to get a worthless degree, Cappy. But it's not that. It's the guys just don't see any point. There's no incentive for them to do so, to become an educated person, whether that's for a job or just for, you know, enlighten, you know, become a smarter guy, right? Have be able to speak knowledgeably on a lot of different subjects. That's not a priority for guys right now. So what do we do? We assume that they're at home jerking off, you know, ordering Uber Eats and smoking weed that's also delivered to them. Wait, 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 Rolo. How how did you know my plans for today? Playing video games. Yeah, well, you're going to take a nap, which is different from what these guys, they don't take a nap. You will take a nap at about 4 o'clock today. Uh, and you'll hit Perkins, too. <clears throat> After the, the run is gone. <laughs> I, I think what we do is really important, too, because 
um, the other alternatives for these guys <coughs> is therapy and a bunch of pills. So yes. Some, somebody telling them that um, they should emote more and behave more and feel more like a woman or mm-hmm. um, somebody that's telling them that the crazy things going on around them are normal and they're the crazy one for feeling weird about it. Right. Well, traditional masculinity is a personality disorder, according to the APA these yes. days. Yeah. So I still it's, laugh it's, at that uh, re- reduction by the guys who are doing that, like Sean Smith and them. Just get a masculine therapist. Yeah. Yeah, you said that about your surgeon or your mechanic. Yeah. Oh yeah, as long That's... as you have a masculine surgeon, your heart surgery will go right. Okay. Like, <laughs> whatever happened to basic standard of care? I mean, whatever. It's whatever. Well, yeah. and honestly, I don't think, I think what guys need to figure out is that there's nobody out there to help you. Like, there's yeah. no institution. The shrinks aren't going to help you. The church isn't going to help you. Ian Ironwood talked about that in Manosphere, and you talked about then your religion mm-hmm. book. The church just wants more seats, and single moms are the best way to get more people in the seats because they're the yes. ones that want redemption. Yep. Uh, the politics aren't there to help you because women vote way closer to a monolith than guys do. So if you want to get a vote, appeal to women. What do you do when there's nobody out here to be your mentor? And it's you kind of have to be your own. That's really the only answer I've come up with because you trust the internet guru for it. Well, then half of them just want to take your money and shove things up their cooter. And the other you- half maybe want to help you. But the ones that, who don't even want to help you but give you info are great, but they don't want you. And you have to understand that, yeah, you're not going to be somebody's dad 2.0. There's no, there's nobody out there to save you. So now that you're free of the bounds of finding a new dad, what do you do with your life? And that's really the only question to have in the red pill. But a lot of guys don't want to accept that. It's kind of well, amazing I, how it's kind of amazing how many destructions we've seen, though, isn't it, over the last 12 months, from the storming mm-hmm. of the Capitol through to you know, shoving things up your butt. I mean, it's just been quite an extraordinary <laughs> year of um, the scales falling from people's eyes about gurus. Soon yeah. the capital will be shoved up someone's ass. Oh, you know, somebody was showing me on this one too, Rolo, that, that <laughs> this and the use of SSRIs are like right. lockstep. Yeah, yeah. With, that, oh, no, you explain this, this. Yeah, guys. Explain what we got here. You're going to love this. this that, well, it's self-evident here. Autism prevalence has increased 178% since 2000. Now, is that because we're more aware of it? Is that because we've, you know, we've defined the terms of being autistic more? Or is there an actual, like, if there, if some, there had to be a catalyst right around 2000. What was that? And so, again, it's the correlations, not causation. But I, the reason why I bring this up, and I use this occasionally on my own show here, is because the guys that you're talking about, talking about how they want, like, I, I deal with these guys all the time. I'm, I'm on the spectrum. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I have Asperger's syndrome, but I'm not saying, I'm not say, I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not whatever, you know, maybe you're self-diagnosed, maybe you're not, I don't know. But the, the, the fact of the ma- the fact of the matter remains that we have a 178% increase in autism, at least certainly the diagnosis of autism since 2000, what happened in 2000 that would have, you know, led to this rise, right? Social media. Is it social media? So is it SSRIs? Cheaper, cheaper drugs. The fact of the matter is, is this is the guy. These are the guys that are to some level, to some degree, are are, are seeking this stuff out. These are guys who are not. I'm not saying they're all guys, but I mean, autism tends to be more a male thing, right? Um, and this is also um, it correlates with ADHD um, uh, diagnoses as well. Um, so what's changed during that time? And these are questions that nobody wants to ask. And it's impolite to even like suggest, mm-hmm. you know, that there might be a correlation between that and like, say, it's social media. 
or the rise of the internet or uh, SSRIs or whatever. Just fat chicks. In our water. I'm voting fat chicks. It's hard. Yeah, fat I mean, chicks. Yeah. Chemicals in our water and food supplies are decimating our hormones. Like and that's then, one so of the maybe that's it too. Yeah, but so that's been in there way longer. Their, right? their testosterone levels are lowering too. Now mm-hmm. that lowering of testosterone ends up big increases in the body weight uh, when i do personal counseling i send out like people want to do a one-on-one with me i make it necessarily expensive because i can't commit to you know be doing one-on-one <clears throat> without like taking time away from other things that's why i do a, a group thing every month on my patreon right um but when i send out that policy so that people understand this is this is how i work this is what if you want me to be a one on one counseling with me this is what you have to agree to and one of those one of the stipulations in there is i think you need professional help i'm going to tell you and i'm going to say dude this is out of my wheelhouse i'm not a clinical psychologist i can't help you with autism i can't help you with asperger syndrome i can't help you get get laid because you think that you have that, or maybe you are diagnosed with that, that's for a professional, and I will refer you to a professional. I reserve the right to say, you know what, it's, it's beyond my, it's above my pay grade. And so I, I do that, and I think it's really dangerous to say, to get, because these are the guys that are looking for help. These are the guys who are the most desperate to the point where they're willing to spend that kind of money. Like, I really want to get laid. I really want my life to be better, but I don't understand because I've been, I'm on the spectrum, whatever. I had a really shitty childhood, whatever it is. That's not in our purview, I don't think, at least as, as you know, helping people or, or I don't give advice, right? I mean, I give it analysis, but I don't like say, here's what you ought to do, but here are some suggestions. Here's what I'm seeing going on with you. And maybe you have a clearer view and now you know what you want to do because of that. But I'm not going to try to prescribe, you know, uh, a, a, a psychological, you know, healing process for something that I know that it's way out of my wheelhouse to do. But I think it's dangerous to presume that you can. That you believe in your own bullshit, that you believe in your own guru-ness. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who want to who want to say, you know, this is I, I'm I'm as good as a th- as any other therapist. And that's gets to the point where things get really dangerous for people who need and real professional help. This is yeah. where this is one of the most important parts of this discussion I wanted to have is Broly, you've brought up and graphic demonstrated uh the lost boys generation you have these people without point purpose no fathers no no attractive women no reason to live <clears throat> uh, society has frankly abandoned them and then you guys are searching for some kind of purpose and meaning and rollo said it right there i will turn you away i don't have i can't help you that should indicate one we're mortal two we don't have the answers to everything and three we're not going to take advantage of you However, that doesn't mean some high fat content piece of crap down in Brazil who has an 18,000 count lay last month or someone who c- declares himself a president. That what it's up to you know, the, and you and that's that's somewhat I'd like to differentiate us between like I guess the false prophets. We <laughs> we don't have all the answers and we sure the hell ain't going to be calling ourselves president and we're not going to be so dumb as to claim we got an 18,000 count lay or anything like that. And everyone who's listening right now, you got to be careful of those guys who claim to have all the answers, who like, oh, with this thing and then take this pill and, because you're really actually becoming women who believe like, oh, yeah, if I take this pill, I'll lose weight or if I get this degree or this job, then I'll be happy. And I don't think anyone, and I'll pat myself on the back, 
Have I ever presented a positive and optimistic and hopeful message? On no. anything, no. no. You are the, no. Mo- you are the no. most no. negative person no. out there. By mm. God, man. You know why? Because it's I'm, true. I'm there isn't a hopeful, optimistic pot. There's some silver linings, but life requires work and sacrifice and, and pain and agony and suffering. And that's how you achieve success. I'm trying to sell the you know, asshole. Could sell, I'm trying to sell the the un, unflavored, uncooked broccoli. I'm just saying, here, here's some broccoli. Have it. Mm-hmm. And you guys are more than, and this is why your Operation Evil is coming in. It's like, okay, I want me some of that sweet, sweet lying money that's going to ruin people's lives. Oh, All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm obviously not going to target. I can't tell people who I'm targeting. But uh, right here, the difference between this and we're not hero and we're not, it's just like, yeah. Uh, we don't have all the answers. Yeah, the answer is hard work. You know, Rich Cooper, that was his, his thing. Is like, do the work. But for every one of us, there's going to be at least 50 to 100 people out there who are going to lie to you and say they have the answers and the secrets and the cheat, cheat codes and everything else. And they also have every incentive to say, oh, look at that Ryan Stone guy mm-hmm. or John Fitch or Troy Fran. They, they're such posers and they're grifters. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, go go spend your money on that. Go waste your time on that. And you go, you know, here's a perfect example, all right? I am all for, and Troy, I think you'll back me up on this, um, reasonable fashion, basic grooming and all that. But these looks maxers where I've seen discussion boards, like, do you like these? Do you like these cufflinks? Like, dude, you're go to the gym. Stop worrying about your cufflinks. Ooh, do I have this grooming goop in my hair? Do I comb it left? Do I comb it right? And like, and I'm sure there's somebody out there. I wouldn't know who because I never looked, but I'm sure there's someone out there who's some fashion guru. Tanner. Who, the, who's Tanner? Tanner Guzzi. Tanner Guzzi. Tanner, okay. No, or, but, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, is there some value in what Tanner does? No doubt. But it, does he present it and sell it as the end all be? I don't know. I don't know who Tanner Guzzi is. But uh, that is what I'm concerned about is it's like, hey, you know what you need? Beard oil. Beard oil is really what's going to get you. And you need a beard too. You need a thick beard. <laughs> and so that's that's the real risk to that generation. Anyone listening, though, I think people who tune in here are obviously a little bit immune to that and don't, and don't fall for it. But by God, you got some basement dwelling nerd virgin who are like, oh, what? If I get a college degree, I get the girls. If I agree with women, I get the girls. If I'm an ally, da, 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 da. and everybody can make a mint off of that and I, give you jack in return. I say this with love, Clary. They don't want you to save them. They don't want to be saved, bro. I'm aware of that. 80% yes. of guys out there want to fail. They will fight you tooth and nail to fail in the way they want to fail because it's easier to fail than admit you were wrong. Like a lot of guys don't even really know what I do. I'm not actually offering prescriptive or descriptive advice. I'm getting guys to figure it out for themselves. Basically, the only question I get them to ask is, what do you want? And you would be surprised. Out of 100 guys, two can even answer that question. And so when you're telling, like, yeah, you do a consulting thing, you run a group Patreon, most of the time, guys don't even know what they want. They take their life. They make a, I call them the Batman origin stories. And they make this big, huge 5,000 word essay about every decision they've made. So I know if I was in their position and all this stuff happened to me, I would have done the same thing and it's okay. And then they'll dump it all on your lap and they'll say, how did I do? Is this good? And I'm like, well, what do you want? 
Are you reading my answer. emails? Did you access my email over mm-hmm. at Asshole Dude, Consultant? we all get the same things. Like, Rolo, you remember this. Yeah. Remember when you were talking before about the guys who just go from guru to guru to guru? Mm-hmm. We used to, like, hey, did you guys have this guy pay you 500 for this? Like, yeah, I remember him. We'd all laugh. I was like, he went to eight mm-hmm. of us until finally one guy told him what he wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> and then he stopped moving yeah, around. Yeah, it's like, it's, again, it's, yeah. it's like the whales, isn't it? It's like the whales yeah. of, the, uh, of, of the red pill, the whales of the dating, the dating industry. But, I mean, I've had guys hitting me up and saying, um, oh, well, you know, I've got this girlfriend and she's really great and we've been together for seven years, but, you know, but should I be should I be doing that or should I be, you know, starting to do some cold approach and, you know, building a horror instead? And I'm kind of like, well, I, well, I don't know, man. It's up to you, isn't it? What are your objectives? Yeah, what do you life. want? I mean, if, 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 you, if you if you want to be, if you want to be in a relationship <sighs> and this girl seems to be, a you know, a good bet, then that's what you want to do. I mean, don't think, oh, but I'm watching these dudes on the internet running around Colombia, so therefore I, I should be doing that as well. I mean, you've got to have your own goal in mind. You've got to have your, your, your own purpose, and we can't make that up for you. You've got to know what that is yourself. It's the, yeah, formal it's run the great thing to get a guy to know what he wants, because then when he knows what he wants, it's funny because they'll ask you a question, but then by the time they're finished asking, they already kind of know the answer, and I love seeing that shit where a guy kind of figures it out and he realizes like mm-hmm. just something to springboard off of. Perfect. Got to get him to say it out loud sometimes. Yeah, oh, I, I'll tell you. And I think one of the problems, and and I think this is more to like what Aaron was talking about, is um, like I'll, I'll just give you a quick example here. Is I I've been um, people have been making me aware of this guy. I guess his name is Chris Williamson or some shit like that. And I guess he was on like some reality TV. She's like he's like one of these good looking dudes who just decided to like he was on like I don't know Pleasure Island or whatever the fuck the name of the show is. Um, <laughs> And and so he's decided he wants to become a video guy. He's a big uh, Jordan Peterson acolyte, um, uh, and and so people like one of my guys. Well, uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, was uh, Pat Stedman's Polish passport? That's a guy who's like one of our constants who watches this all the time. He put a question in for for Chris Williamson on his like Q and A uh, thing recently, and it said, you know, when are you going to have Rolo on? You know, blah blah blah. You should you should get him on and 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 talk about these things because he's got a, a better. T- than you know most of the guys that you you bring on your show right about intersexual dynamics and of course his opinion is well rollo sounds mean he's angry it's like truthful anger once again right and so i've heard all that before from rsd way back in 2014 so i knew what i was getting into but it's like it's this popular narrative where it's like it's like well rollo seems gleeful at you know relating this information i'm like I'm relating the exact same data of Rob Henderson, the evolutionary biology or evolutionary psychology doctorate candidate that, you know, that guy. And I use his stuff. And I think he's a fantastic guy. I would love to have him on my show. I want, I, I talked to God's side, whatever, but the way that I apparently just, you know, talking about the same fucking data it, there's there's this feels good and this doesn't feel good and it's like well it's it's not the delivery it is the information but when you don't like that person or you've heard about that person or you think that their reputation is this or they've been straw manned to a point where that's what you're supposed to say about Rolo or or you know John from Modern Life Dating or whoever else then it beca- it, it could be like I said the exact same data coming from another guy and then suddenly that guy's a, a cult leader and this guy over here has got a dr in front of his name so therefore he's legit it's the same fucking information but they but there's a different like they think that the delivery is mean and it's like no you don't have a problem with the delivery you have a problem with the information but because you're a believer 
but because it's a tribal thing, but because it's like it doesn't fit in with whatever your marketing plan is for 50% women and 50% men, and you don't want to offend that that audience, then suddenly it's better for you to come at one of us because we're mean. And, I and think you should drop the metal look and go for the boy band look. That should will I? get you. Yeah, yes. that will make them shave your you head way man. more. <laughs> yeah, man. You're doing all Tabassi, old man, like it. old man boy band look. Middle age, you know. Aramon. <laughs> well, no, but you're this... right, Roller. It really is like I only want to hear it from the guy who I like. Yes. Instead of what's the actual data, I don't care mm. about who presents it to me. What That's... is he presenting instead of who is presenting it? But well, like yeah. you mentioned, like it's pure tribalism right now. Like I don't like him. I don't care what he says, so I'm not listening to him. Right. Well, when I talk to when I talk to Michaela Peterson, for example, I'm not saying anything I haven't been saying for the last well, really the last 20 years. But like when I'm talking to her about these d- data sets, and I'm like, say, you know, statistically, here's where you are in life. What you know? What do you think about that? Let's have a discussion about that. And it's just like. You know, like deer in the headlights look like she's never heard it before in her life, or at least maybe she has heard it, but she's never been put on the spot to where she had to respond to something like that before. Oh, he's being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, what, what do you think? I'm holding up a mirror, right? I just work here, man. What do you think of the data points? They don't want to talk about that because it's easier to say, well, it's easier to qualify how that information was delivered than, it, than discuss the information itself, because that's what's uncomfortable. Not me, not my delivery. Well, she thing. never compared anybody who dumped her baby in the dumpster right. to herself. She right. never did that. It's like, yeah, and neither did I, for that matter. I know, but like that, all of a sudden that came out. Yeah. Like, what? It's branding. Well, think of it this way: Rolos, yeah, like, all the information mm-hmm. from Red Pill is basically a commodity. It's free. Brandy. It's out there. If you just go and look, you can get it yourself. Aaron, you're an economist. What happens to a commodity good? What, what, what do you mean? What happens to a commodity? Good. Whether it becomes more expensive or less expensive, branding, well, demand and supply. Yeah. Soybeans. What do they cost? Ten cents a pound. Ten cents a ton. But call them edamame beans. Throw some salt and soya sauce on them. They're ten bucks a plate, and that's kind of where we're at now with intersexual dynamics. Everything is out there. Everything is known, and so branding becomes the differential between uh, something that's ten dollars and a hundred dollars. And the thing about branding that I've learned, and it's been true to this day as much as the sun rises in the east. It's that people will pay what something is worth for what it does to them, but they'll pay a hundred times what it's worth for what it says about them as an identity. Mm. And a lot of these guys you're talking about, Rolo, that run you up the flagpole, they're trying to sell you Louboutin shoes as masculinity. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like Rolo's here talking about, here's soybeans, 10 bucks a pound, eat your fucking things and be good with it. Soybean mm-hmm. masculinity. And the problem is like, yeah, but... I'd rather have edamame because it's just soybean. nicer. It's not as mean as a pound of soybeans. soybeans. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and and about, you start I'll looking see. at this through a branding standpoint, it all clicks into place and you realize all of it. Point, point, yes. point of order here. Um, MLD has got a pair of Louboutin shoes because I saw him wearing them when I met him in Miami. They make them for uh, guys. And they're very nice. I wanted to jump in on that, Troy. I wanted to jump in on it. You're right. You're I right. keep Please looking do. for those at Tractor Supply Store and I can't find none. <laughs> my wife has a pair of those she loves those things tell johnny's got good taste <laughs> well they're red, under, this... they're red underneath and he the, the pair he's yeah, yeah. got they're, they're like really spiky they got all these spikes all over the all over the they're kind of flats but they're yeah, like spiky a bunch of goofy shit. 
that's kind of cool. When do you when do you think he'll join my frugality side of the force? And kind of like this is this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a this is a waste of money. When when do you like give him two three more years and yeah, then the novelty will go years. away? Cokehead stop doing coke when they run out of money to buy coke. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he ain't even here to defend himself. Holy cow! Ah, that's fine. He'll shit talk later. That's a, a metaphor. He's not really. I do have to say, I will never give John Gelford the Uggs he bought. Say whatever you want about those things, but those look warm as hell. I mean, (laughs) just saying. Just saying. You know, yeah, I, he bought Uggs for himself. It's like, can you I blame this up? I brought this up with um, with Justin over last weekend, and then even uh, when I was in Tahoe with those guys, uh, Aaron, back in uh, October, um, I, I was discussing with them how the red pill really needs to, and, and I'm going to try to make it. I'm actually trying to make an effort to do this. The red pill needs to be for the everyman. It can't just be for guys who aspire to be fresh and fit on yachts with all these you know ratchet ass bitches in bikinis and driving lamborghinis and and wearing gucci and and you know the iced up watches or whatever else that seems like another freaking world to the vast majority of guys who come into this who really need this information so if they're if their frame of reference for the red pill is yeah go red pill and then you can drive a mclaren and you can get a hot ass chick and they see that as the goal state they see that as the the reward for going red pill most guys that's like that's like a fantasy that's like watching a movie that they can never be like the the leading role in that movie but maybe they're driving a tractor in oklahoma that guy still needs a red pill that guy the inner city kid that guy still needs the red pill there's there's uh, the guy who's 74 year old, you know, multimillionaire guy who's going through, a you know, his first divorce after 39 years of marriage. That guy needs the red pill. It has to be for it has to be relatable to everybody. And I think that leaning towards this, this, uh, I don't know, glitzy kind of, you know, that that's what red pill is, is, is once you become red pill and you really reach your you chase excellence and you maximize your potential and you get to the top of the mountain that's what it looks like that is like looks like something that's like an alien world to a guy who is like in the heartland of america who actually still needs this stuff so he doesn't put a gun in his mouth right it's an alien world those guys too like john's been rich for a year now fresh and fit when did they start making money eight months ago they're acting like they were always in this thing it's brand new and it's likely fleeting Mm -hmm. Like Andy well, that's Morsky, why, nobody remembers him anymore. He was uh, fucking to, top to, of the world. To, to Myron and Fresh's credit, like because I, I know what's going on behind the scenes, they are actually being very frugal and very wise with the money that they have right now. So right, and there's, there's tax reasons for that, for that as well. Yeah, but and this is why I try to like with you know I I know you all you guys all pick on me, but deep down inside you're like yeah he's kind of right. But this is why I do you know my minimalism course, which by the way enrollment closes later tonight. Um, and, and my, if you read through all my finance books, it all is dude, stop spending more than you make. And here's the reasons why. And the whole point and purpose in life is love and, uh, but, but to Ryan's point, no one wants that. Some kind of an analogy about nachos and carne asada versus the chips and all that. Mm-hmm. And and you guys are 100% right with that. And a lot of this is also the um, the hype and sensationalism as people are programmed to want fancy things and bling and car mm-hmm. and all that. And and I've, I've kind of thrown up my hands of people, you know, when they get older, they'll realize that the, the Disney World rides get tired, tired 
boring and so do fancy the 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 watch that i got from walmart for 15 bucks tells time just as well as a as an omega watch and all that but they the the horse and water and, and and drinking kind of thing but this is very important as kind of one of the well maybe not the last question but one of the most important questions i want to have about this what do you guys when we remove all the sour cream and the jalapenos and the pulled pork and the hot sauce and this and that from the nachos what are the chips? What are what is the bare bones soybeans of the red pill in your guys' opinion? I'll Rolo go ahead. I'll start, but I want everyone's opinion on this. I used the nachos uh, reference with with Ryan. I think oh, a couple shows back. And uh, what I was referring to is like there's two kinds of nachos. They're the kind you get at the restaurant, which are have like all the fixings and everything, like the kind you would make at home kind of stuff. And then there's the kind you get at IMAX theater. <laughs> and then there's a the kind you get at the stadium, right? Where it's just like, hey, you want more cheese on there? And all it is is chips and all that plasticky ass, you know, orange cheese that that whatever it is, a byproduct, Dow product, byproducts of whatever it is on top of your of your chips. Well, the chips are the red pill, right? The chips are the basics. The chips are the knowledge base and um and the uh, really the nuts and bolts and really the praxology, I would say, and I, again, this is a metaphor, and I know you never use me- metaphors on online, right? But that's the basis. And so you can either just drown it in nacho cheese, or it's you're going to give somebody like, and then that's why I call red meat, you know, uh, content creators in, in the red pill. They're really just nacho cheese creators. And it gets to the point where it's no chips and it's all cheese, right? And then there's the guys who I, I would say pretty much everybody on this panel where we are the restaurant style nachos, right? Where it's like, okay, we're going to put carne asada on some beans and some this. And we're just like pile of good stuff. That's a, that's some pretty damn good nachos, right? Well, it's still the same thing. Technically you can call it nachos. It's still the chips underneath, but it's a different thing than, you know, drowning chips and cheese. That's what I was talking about. And the reason I say that is because I think there's a lot of guys who get into this and they get into the red pill and they see what we see as well. And everything we've talked about when I talked about like the lost boys generation and the dropout generation and the guys who are, you know, think that we're filching money out of their pockets or whatever. There's all kinds of people who see that also as their niche market. And they go, how do I reach these guys? Well, I got to have chips. I got to have the red pill. I got to have, I got to read the rational mail. I got to quote Ryan stone. I got to, you know, talk about these guys who are like sort of luminaries in, in this. And then I got to add my own nacho cheese to it. And it gets to the point where it's all cheese and no chips. That's what I'm talking about. So making that comparison when, when it's us talking here, we, we, I think we try to get into the deeper things. I don't think it's just about like, Oh, how many suckers can we get through the door here? It's it, the, the difference between the grifties are coming up, by the way, but Hotep Jesus told me this. He said that everybody, you know, is a grifter. Everyone is a grifter. The difference is, is do you give back a grifter? Is somebody who just takes and takes and takes and takes a, a grifter who is like an ethical grifter, I guess. I don't know what else to call it. That's what do you give back to the person when in, in that exchange and what is the value that you're giving back to them? Is it restaurant style nachos or is it? IMAX nachos, you know, when, when they're getting, are they getting nothing back? And I think that's something that if you are reading this content or you're just getting into the red pill, that's something you need to be aware of. As I said before, the onus of your own education is on your evaluation of the teachers. Is that teacher giving you restaurant style nachos, red pill, or is he giving you IMAX style nachos? 
Mm-hmm. Is that a good I, analogy? I, I, I don't know. I think no, that's well, a no, no, no. You, you, it looks to me when I was watching Spider Man. The analogy, the analogy is beat to death. I want to know what the nachos are. See, because I have a very mm-hmm. clear, so, uh, like simple thing. That, what are the nachos? What do, like, encapsulate the red pill for me, John? Go ahead. You seem to. to I, I might be the little bit of the newest guy in this group, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe Jack is um, to the red pill. So I, you know, I've just kind of been learning and and have up and applying it. So the red pill is is a tool shed. Mm-hmm. It's got all of the equipment you need to build the life you want to want to build for yourself. I think the problem is for a lot of these guys, and it's a problem I had for a little while too, was you have no idea what you want out of your life. You, you don't know what to build. You don't know what your life should look like. You don't know what your life, you, what, what makes you happy, you know? And a lot of them end up filling it with what they see. Oh, well, these guys have, you know, supercars. These guys have, you know, internet models. These guys have all this shit going on. Louis Vuitton shoes. So Greyhounds. That's what mm-hmm. they think they need to do you know we want to have good clients going out and getting very expensive a luxury breed right so that's part of the problem is these guys not having a clue of what they want to do with their life and where they're going might i add to that that please i jack what what do you think because i have a i'm leading people here with something because this is very important i want to see if people could critically define what the red pill is but go on jack Okay, so I agree completely with John that it's like it's the tools you have to maneuver in a worldview you've never had before. I mean, that's where the whole allegory of the red pill comes from. Like you've been taught that women are oppressed. Uh, we live in a patriarchy. Everything is misogyny, yada, 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 yada. Then healthy. you get informed about uh that it's actually the other way around nowadays that women practically have more rights than men. And as a man, you have kind of the short end of the stick. So that's how your eyes open, sort of say, where it's like, holy shit, let's say Stacy from next door, the girl you always loved, um, rejects you because you bring her flowers, but she bangs the homeless drummer. And then that way your eyes are opened and you figure it out. And all of a sudden you have all these tools. But your old worldview was, I want to get the white picket fence. I want to get the greyhounds. I want to have the marriage of 25 years and you name it. But now all of a sudden it's like, wait, the image I had doesn't really click with what I found out to be the truth. As in Stacy from next door wasn't that virgin to be on the wedding. No, because not the homeless drummer, also the homeless rapper and the billionaire from Instagram went over her. So what do I do now? Well, that's what you need to figure out with the new tools you'll have, with the new worldview you have, which in my opinion are the nachos. What you want comes after that, after you've experienced what it's like to apply those tools in that new worldview, because you have to apply them at that point, because you never have. It's kind of like that and maybe it's not very properly fitting, but I think it is. It's that old saying of, can you really be good if you're not capable of being bad? Kind of thing. Know what I mean? Like you Success knew, without you, failure? or what? what bingo. You've never failed or whatever, but now you're going to fail. And that's how you learn what you really want by experiencing things you probably never wanted. Ah, 
Well, and see, this is this is I have my own definition. As, <laughs> yeah, but I... but you but everyone's everyone's nailed it, and because it's a huge part. Like this is why I, I put up. Uh, if someone pisses me off with a request, I put up a picture of Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, but I have my cartoon face instead of his head, and it's help me, Obi Wan Cappy. You're my only hope. And I do that because, my God, people don't know what they want to do for for with their life. And it pisses me off. He's like, if you're so fucking lazy, you can't figure that out. Nothing can help. Well, chemical engineering or this, this or that. Well, it's like you can major in chemical engineering, but you're going to be a loser because you're too lazy to figure it out. So it's this, this uh, point and purpose. I think it's a laziness reason. thing, though. Well, okay, but I, I, like, well, I, I think it's lazy. Nobody knows but... what they want. It was easy in the in the sixties, like in the forties. It was like, what do you want? Doesn't matter. Get out there. The Nazis are coming. Yeah, there was a plan. Everybody was given purpose. Mm-hmm. Like in an agrarian society, what do you want? Well, you want to get out here and help me farm, you lazy bastard. <laughs> Everybody had survive. purpose handed to them. Everybody needed mm-hmm. a strong back. Since the Industrial Revolution, productivity has been separated from labor, and so mm-hmm. the need of guys to be the workhorse is no longer a thing. And we actually have a similar problem for men that photography had that did for the art world. Bear with me here. It's a little bit meandering. Art world was all about naturalistic and realistic painting. Like the Renaissance was the peak of it. Perspective, you know, the paintings there look like what you're trying to do. Photography came out and instantly technology exists that can do a better job than a worldwide like professional painter could do. So what is art? And it's been like a hundred year search for what does art mean? It's like visual philosophy now. Anyway, same as men. Now that you no longer are needed for your strong back or your work ethic, what makes a man? And so guys just don't know. And everybody's guessing and everybody's clueless. Everybody older than you aren't wiser than you because the world's changing so fast. They're not adapted to it. Everybody younger than you is clueless because they have none of the skills that you built up over experience. And everybody your age is just throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. So the core of the red pill, if you're asking is frame. What do you want? And if you don't know what you want, we only have like a small stopgap abundance. If you don't know what you want, let's put yourself in a position so you have as many options as possible. So by the time you figure it out, that guy in the future can say, I want this and he's actually able to get there. And that's generally it. That's why the bang as many broads as you can red pill thing is there. Because if you don't know what you want, at least you have enough social savviness to have your pick of the litter of women, pick of the litter on jobs, pick of the litter on lifestyle. So then by the time you figure out, I want to have a wife and kids, I want to travel to Mexico and be a playboy porn star like Troy or whatever, you at least know how to do that. And then that's the big key. What do you want out of life? And you have to try a bunch of things. you got to fail a bunch of things. And the core of the red pill is just to show you what others have tried and what their results are. Hey, I want to sleep with a girl. Well, here's 50 guys that tried 50 different things. Here's the 23 that worked and here's why. Okay, I'll try that. These work. I want to start a family. Okay, well, these guys started a family. So did these guys. And they reported back that my wife left me. And this guy's like, my wife is still here. Here's what I did. Okay. Nothing here is like what you have to do. And there's no roadmap to it. But if you can figure out the why on your own, or at least figure out what you don't want and pick from what's the leftover options, here's the how other people have done what you tried to do and how they succeeded or failed. And that's it. That's really all there is to it. Just guys swapping notes. And then the rest is just up to your own noggin. And yeah, there's nobody here to save you. And it's not a laziness thing. It's just the first time that guys have had the ability to actually ask themselves, what do I want now that I'm not just needed to be on the war front or a sword or a plowshare? I thought I was cynical before. Now I'm I'm even more cynical. Can I have a very quick... Absolutely. I I want want your opinion. I want your opinion. So so very, very, very quickly, 
for me, it is about looking at the truth, seeing the truth, seeing reality as clearly as you can see it, accepting life on life's terms. So accept, accepting the way things are as opposed to the way we'd like things to be and then taking appropriate action based on that knowledge. That's what it comes down to for me in a nutshell. Troy, I, I would have to agree the most with Troy. And this is why I wanted to get it down to that atomic level so that everyone in the audience, whether they're new or old, see what we're really trying to do here. And, and, and no, one's, no one's wrong and no one's, I think everybody is right uh, in this regard. But what we're trying to do here, uh, uh, removing all the ingredients and just the chips, is you have been lied to either maliciously or, or unconsciously because, as Ryan pointed out, things have changed. But especially men have been lied to by nearly every organization, institution, or group of people out there. Your parents, the media, the schools, certainly, politicians, but they always lie. And you haven't been lied to about minor things like, oh, you should get these type of shoes or that type of hat. You're lied about everything that's really important, like your career, your point and purpose in being, blah, 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 what gives you value and all that other stuff. And I wrote about this. It's called The Great Deprogramming, or maybe it's The Great Reprogramming. But all I see us here, all we're trying to do is unplug you from the metrics and the metaphor, deprogram you from all these lies, and then reprogram you with the best of our ability anchored in reality. We can't tell you what to do. We can't give the robot purpose and meaning, but we can reprogram your assumptions and your operating uh, commands to be based in reality. And that is it. It's not anything glamorous or sexy, though. Yeah, get girls and you see Troy in different exotic locations and, you know, John's out there fighting. He's jacked and, you know, and, and you know, Roll's playing the guitar and all that. That That is what comes after you base your decisions in reality. The the fun, the the I would say the productive, the legacy and point and purpose of existing in life. Like you have this legacy and maybe, maybe that's why, oh, like roll, you know, that's where maybe the hero worship comes in. No, all we did was we got our skulls cracked. We got our asses beaten. We got zeroed out somehow and we got grounded back into reality. Like, oh my gosh, we got to start from the end. And that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you like real uh, uh, rules that the world operates by and that you have to function. And a lot of that is just, I mean, and, you know, never, never try and approach someone with the red pill, never try to unplug somebody because they're going to, they're so invested in the old system, Mm -hmm. but that's it. There's this huge unlodging you from the current system and ideology and life philosophy. uh, I'd say largely in the Western world saying, oh yeah, that whole world you believed in. And all your expenditure in life that you expended, that was wrong. That was wasted. You pissed away your time. Now you're divorced. You have a worthless degree and $100,000. That's where the anger comes from. That's where the anger comes from, you know. And then like, but here is some broccoli. Here are some non-salted, just basic chips with nothing. Now you go add your own damn ingredients before you die. And that's all we're trying to do. That's it. I'm finance. Troy does pick Mm -hmm. up. Fitch does physique. Rolo, I guess, would be more uh, life philosophy over arcing. Ryan analysis. Stone, yeah, analysis and development. Right. <laughs> uh, well, there's. It's not like we all have like these. Spe- there's always got to be somebody back at HQ. Uh, Ryan is again philosophy. I know you you don't like. It. And then uh, Jack, his specialty is how to assemble Legos and wear beanies. Uh, but that and here, oh, here are I the do. tools. 
Go and do, and then it ain't our life. That's it. We're not going to tell you. And so that that if people can understand that, it is just we're telling you the truth. Deprogramming of you of lies. We're done. Did you start to see this is we're not gods. We're not heroes. It's just we went on. That's the other thing. We went on with our own lives. We didn't. That's why I asked. Did you guys ever plan on this? No guy here planned on this. We just did our own thing. And we came back, looped around with a little bit of gray in our beards. Like, oh, we have some observations that will help younger people. And that's why I think the red pill is. Yeah. You're, you, you describe what I call crossing the abyss um, in the first book is you get to a point where it's like all this stuff. That's why we made the comparison way back in the day in 2002, 2004. Uh, we didn't even call it the red pill. We just called it unplugging from the matrix. And then it became the red pill. Um, but the, the idea was you had to be unplugged from what you were, you believed for so long. And now you have new data. Now you have new information. What are you going to do with that information? And so you're cut away from who you used to be in that, in the matrix, right? In, in your blue pill paradigm. And now you're cro- you have to find some way to sort of cross the abyss and re and go through the process you just talked about, Aaron, which is you have to realize that who you are right now or who you were, I should say, um, in that matrix doesn't have to be who you are here. It, it, the matrix of the blue pill, whatever it is, those old lies, that, that old, the old order thinking doesn't have to define who you are right now. And I think that's probably the number one thing that people have, like especially black pill doomers and guys who are on the more extreme end of MGTOW, guys who are just like don't know what to do with this information. Uh, they simply don't have the, the the creativity. They don't see the opportunity. They don't see how to use that information to make the, a better life for themselves in the red pill. And so they get kind of mired in that abyss, right? They don't know how to cross over so that they can be somebody else because either they don't see any advantage in that or they they believe they wasted too much time when they were, you know, in the in the blue pill and who they are as the result of what they believed in their old order way of thinking is too difficult for them to sort of like, you know, become something else. And so they get really deterministic. They start thinking like, okay, I could never change. I could never be me. I could never do this. I could never use this to my advantage. So I'm going to sit here and commiserate with a bunch of other guys who feel the same way. And so when you got guys who have been cut away from that, that system, and now they're, they're forced into this sort of you, kicking and screaming, every guy on, in Western culture, for sure, and pretty much globally, will be dragged into the red pill. Not by me personally, probably, but certainly it's unignorable, and they're going to have to cross that abyss. And what we're seeing right now is you're seeing like guys who have nothing to do with the red pill realizing this and seeing this happen at the same time. Some guys try to turn a buck on. It. Some guys go, oh, they get moralistic about it. Oh, you just need to take more responsibility. Men need to man up and 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 uh, you know. You know Dennis Franker too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you knew Dennis Franker. Okay. That's another way of doing it. And then there's like for us, like it's a we we have a really uphill battle here because we have to sort of ride the fence of being popular enough so that people know who we are and doing like you know fun entertain like be entertaining personalities, but also giving knowledge and giving education and being good teachers because that's what we really are is teachers for when those guys get over to the red pill paradigm and now we're like okay here's the tools 
go build something with this. Just like, like Fitch was saying is you give them the, the, the proper data and information. And sometimes that can be sounds mean, right? Sometimes that can be kind of depressing because maybe it's, it doesn't work with, and sometimes it might be great. Sometimes you might be able to, to leverage that because you're in a position to do so. And you go, Hey, I got an idea. Great. I want to hear what the ideas are based on what your new order information is showing you. Your new order toolbox is showing you. So please tell me if you think I'm full of shit too, please tell me if it's a specific issue. Don't tell me I'm a cult leader. That's a point of opinion. Tell me if you think I'm wrong about something and then we'll have that discussion. Gladly have that discussion because that's how we come to the strength of an idea. Outstanding. Um, I think that any other comments, because I know it's kind of a, a larger topic we took, I do want to end on an optimistic note. I'm going to sure. floor you guys. I'm going to be optimistic. Any any concluding thoughts? Ryan, That's go. your optimism? <laughs> no, no, not my optimism. Any, any other thing, like any advice you guys could give to, to younger guys, guys out there? Good. I'll, give you some, I'll give you some optimism okay. really quickly. I think that when you uh, when you come over into a red pill paradigm, when you become red pill aware – a lot of people think, oh, I got the red pill lens on Rolo. I can't, I can't unsee what I, you know, they get really kind of despondent at that. Stop looking at things in terms of, of, you know, right or wrong or good or bad. Don't stop making judgment calls and look at things in empirical observations, like be more objective about things. Because once you do that, you will see the opportunities that exist and they're way better and way, you have way more potential in a red pill paradigm, because now you have accurate information. Whereas before, when you were in your sort of blue pill stupor, or maybe, you know, friends who are still stuck in that, that blue pill stupor. Um, now you are in a position where you can go, well, now at least I can't say I was dumb in the past. Now I'm smart and now I can figure things out. It's the same thing with Ryan talking about like, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? Uh, a lot of people, the answer is, well, I'd rather be happy. I'd rather be dumb and happy than be right and, and upset. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to, to be, be either or. So if you can find a way that works for you, and this is guys you know, trying to optimize things and make things work for themselves, that's why I, go, I don't give prescriptions because I'm not you. You can't live my lifestyle. You can't live, you can't be who I am. But the great news is you can be a a better version of you. You can go and do, you probably can do more than me at 53 years old. If you're in your twenties or whatever, you, now you have this data you, man, that I'm jealous. I'm envious of guys who are like in their twenties and they have this knowledge because you could take that and you can run with it and you can build something like you, if you're impressed with these guys who are red pill, you know, gurus who have lived, lived this particular lifestyle, they started way later than you did. Mm -hmm. So you have way more time and way more, you know, uh, like margin for error, let's say, than they did. And that that I think should be encouraging is that there's more opportunity and there's more, I think, positivity in a red pill paradigm than there ever will be in a blue pill. Cool. Fitch, any observations, any parting words? Any Man. ingredients don't, to add to the nachos? Yeah, don't be one of these red pill masturbators. Mm -hmm. Consumes, consumes, consumes. You replace your porn with watching other people talk about women ain't shit and, and whatever. Like, actually take this stuff into account. Try to apply it. It's my only fans. If you're struggling with it, find a coach. 
it, you know, you're not going to get anything good for free. Um, well, there's a lot of good stuff for free. You, you'll, you'll, you'll learn things faster with a coach than if you're, you're finding stuff for free. Um, but like take action, actually do something. Don't, don't just sit around, uh, consume, 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 uh, learn all the words, learn all the, 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 um, the catchphrases, you know, and, and, you know, I've talked to guys who like talk about, Oh, I had this date. And then they start going on like all these, like I did this and then we did this and they have all the names of all the, all the, I nagged her all the moves and whatever. Yeah. I nagged her. And then I did this and I did a double nag and then spun around and whatever. (laughs) It's like, man, it's like, you're way too detailed about all of those little finer points. And it's kind of like we we have this joke in jujitsu, like jujitsu. There's like these jujitsu nerds, like they just they're they're super dorky about like, oh my god, look at this heel hook thing, and they learn every single technique. You know, they've got fifty different types of geese. They've they've got patches and stuff on their car, and and um, but they're not very good. You know, so they're like always just consuming things around jujitsu, but they're not actually getting good at jujitsu whatever that makes them happy fine but <clears throat> this is i see the same thing here it's similar you have like the red pill nerds who who consume everything they're a part of the culture and they don't actually use the tools available to them to make improvements they just kind of like use it as a weapon for why they don't have to do shit. <laughs> you know i'll just do nothing and live my life like this because look at all of this garbage I'd have to deal with if I if I tried to actually live my life the way I wanted to. Cool. Ryan. Happiness is a choice. I love this. It's an old post from Wine More Please, one of my favorite guys. He's been around longer than me. It's called Men With No Frames, Things They Do. And I'll, I'll read a small quote from it, like a paragraph and a half, and it will articulate the most optimistic thing ever. He's arguing with this guy about uh, the guy's like, it's hard as hell to project project positivity. And he's like, it's because you don't project it, you stupid bitch. You learn how to embrace positivity and enjoy life for what it is. Otherwise, it's all horse shit, and all you're doing is pretending to be a clown. And here's a hint, clowns aren't actually happy. By the way, everybody at the Red Pill, everybody that argues with it, the feminists, the woke, all those guys, know that you autistic fucks are going to fail and fuck it up. It's on you not to be autistic, not to be a fuck, and not to fuck it up, which you're going to do anyway, so what's the point of even having it? very optimistic, very encouraging. Yes, yes. The point is, it's a choice, and nobody cares if you succeed or fail, except for you. And so you have your best fan right there. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't have to be any harder than you want it to be. It's not some all-encompassing existential crisis. It's just want something, go for something, get it, or don't get it, and learn from it, and then move on. It's a choice. Everything is a choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be miserable. There's a guy in your chat right now is like, you know what you guys need to do? Go to a divorce court and sit down for a minute and watch guys get their lives ruined. It's like, why? Because you like having the whipping boy? It's like, no. If you don't want to be in the divorce court, don't be in the divorce court. Don't get married. Happiness is a choice. If you want to get laid a bunch, but you don't want to worry about your career, then go get laid a bunch. Happiness is a choice. If you hate your job, but you're too scared to start an entrepreneurship thing, save up a little bit of money and do it when you got a nest egg. Happiness is a choice. This, All of this is a choice. And it's, 
I am surprised people still take this as a black pill. Your life is exactly the way you want it to be. For better or for worse. And if it's worse, then maybe you need to start telling yourself to make some better choices and be happier. And I know Rolo loves my quote, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I think a lot of people miss the point of that. It's guys that want to be right are letting their ego get in the way. Like they're locked onto divorce court. Men have no chance. They want things to fail so they can be right. See, I told you women ain't shit. I told you. Because this women treat me like shit. It work. How can you have any chance? <laughs> exactly. So why not just be happy and stop giving a shit if you're right or not? Okay, fine. Not going to get married. If some girl really wants to lock you down, she's going to make the case. And it's going to be convincing. But it's not my job to tell you about that. It's your job to pick what makes you the most content over the long term. And if you don't know, just build up some abundance. And then once you figure it out, you'll be able to make that choice. Again, happiness is a choice. And that's as optimistic as I can get. And I think it's pretty goddamn optimistic. Very optimistic. All right, Jack, what uh, what ingredients did the Dutch put on their nachos? Cold fish, cauliflower? What, what do they Fucking put on their nachos? Blue like and cold. <laughs> Eels. Eel sandwiches. Couple <laughs> most. Eels. I know you guys. No, Salted. no, uh, herring. Herring is a real Dutch uh, fish dish. Ooh. So you want my final words? Yeah, any or if you have none, that's fine. I can go on. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't be afraid to fail. Like, fuck off. You're you're gonna fail. That's gonna you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna be miserable for a while. You're gonna need to figure out what you don't want before you get what you do want. You need the comparison. That's all I gotta say, actually outstanding all right my final optimistic i'm glad just everyone's sitting down just i'm gonna floor you with my optimism um and this has not been an idea or observation that i originally had this was uh what's his name thinking ape on youtube it was talking about how red pill rage he thinks is going to go away there certainly is the lost generation young men are being not propagandized but we are never going back to the 80s or the 70s or the early 90s where boys are truly lost forever because now we do have the internet now you do have people even if it is a, a grifting false prophet uh me too just regurgitates what rollo or i write or whatever men are going to look up young men boys are going to look up this stuff on the internet and they are going to find it the red pill is out there and it's up to them whether they want to choose or fuck but Going, You are not going to have the confusion. And maybe, unfortunately, a byproduct of this is a lot of guys just throwing in the towel saying, F this, I'm not doing it. And then they go play their video games and, and they're out of the market. Okay, honestly, even though that's a horrible existence, that's better than being confused and being this poor old man. Like, I got all my, I can't imagine what it's like being Dennis Prager getting married three times, at least his love life. I know he does well financially and, and good for him. I'm sure his spiritual world is, is quite taken care of. But to be this guy who wastes his entire life, essentially being a slave for a system, at least these guys are going galt to a certain sense and dropping out. All right. But there is no more any confusion. You're not going to be constantly self-analyzing yourself. Like, what did I do wrong? Girls keep standing me up. It's just like, well, no, they do that. A flake, you know, the data being reported is right. People are coming in and report all this data. The largest meta study in the history of the world is the red pill. And now we got the data and now we can't, we can't give you progress. We can't give you what you want, but we can explain things. And at minimum, that confusion is gone. And so if we could just do that, whether people, and whether people take it and build something out of their lives, or they say, no, I'm out, I'm tapping out. Uh, that's fine. Or even if they get some kind of surrogate 
religion, uh, a false religion, and they just go, that's better than what the alternative was in the past. I, I would argue that you go do something amazing and great with your life, uh, but at, at least that, that I don't know. I mean, when did fem- feminism, I guess, really start hitting in the mid-60s uh, to, let's say, the mid-90s? That is three decades of truly lost, confused, and pained men. And now the internet has inoculated people for those who look for it. So that's kind of my, my optimistic thing. Uh, let's plug our crap real quick. We'll get out of here. Uh, John, what do you got? Um, check out my website, johnfish.net. I am uh, available. I do consultations too. I do uh, I do fitness and fight stuff, but I also do consultations. I helped a guy um, go through divorce process, helped him out, uh, gave him some tips on how to be a better asshole in the situation. What are you moving in my territory for? What? What? Did, what? <laughs> but yeah, some of these guys they just they need permission to be an asshole. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's like you can tell people no. You don't have to do that. You don't have to keep. Like this guy was his wife. You're like, you don't have to keep working for her. You don't owe her anything. Like it's over. It's done. And like he needed somebody to tell him that because everybody else around him was, oh, just do the right thing. I was like, do it, do it right for you, bro. Like it'll it'll go a lot easier and you're you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better about it. <clears throat> cool. Um, Rolo, you got oh sorry, Fitch. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, so I do I do consultations too. Uh I have offer an eight-week program, but yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Rolo, do you do anything on the side? Or you just, yeah, you I was just, just say, yeah, I do things on the side. I do a few things on the side. Yeah, it's funny. It's like we were just talking about like, oh, don't uh, don't idle. You don't have to idolize uh, these guys who are driving Lamborghinis and, you know, McLarens in Miami. And here I am doing like rock star videos last night. Um, so, yeah, so you don't want to be like me. <laughs> really, you don't. Um, but I am going to be on my show tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm back in the saddle finally once again I'm in the studio. I'm back from uh, Houston. I uh, had a great time there with uh, with uh, uh, Justin Waller. And um, I, uh, I, I'm going to do a little catching up here. I think my topics are going to end up being um, – uh, well, certainly I'm going to hit upon uh, Paulina Porzakova tomorrow, and we're going to talk uh. about uh, women separating value between uh, sexual market value and personal worth. So, ladies, if you really want to be outraged, you want to be mean Rolo's going to be in the house tomorrow to, to oh, set you straight, Carol's. So I'll be talking about that. Um, I'm also going to talk about uh, there's a, a video that was and this is kind of pertinent to that as well. I was going to talk about this video that somebody sent me. It's just a clip of one, but it was uh, I forget the guy who was the the doctor here. It's like a, I think he's a Evo or a Evo bio guy, how beta males won the world kind of thing and how there's no such thing as alpha males anymore. And uh, it's really a beta males world right now. And we should all be better betas. And so I'll probably talk about that a little bit. And I might even get into whatever Chris Williamson is throwing at me these days. Not are because you, I care, but it's pertinent. What? Cool. Are you going to discuss the Frost chick that had a meltdown live on, uh, what was it, K- G4? On G4, um, I don't know. That's kind of like in like uh, Jeremy from the quarterings wheelhouse rather than my own. But I I, I could, I suppose. Oh, and I'll probably talk about Jason Momoa because people keep asking me about that. I'm going to do like red pill potpourri. What what happened to Jason Momoa? He broke up with uh, Lisa Bonet and uh, now they're separated or they're getting a divorce or whatever. And I I made the case that and I I tweeted this out. I made actually a, a Twitter thread about this. 
is that Jason Momoa will not be held like his feet will not be held to the fire in any sense because he is such an apex alpha that any woman that would have a problem with him leaving Lisa Bonet, who is you know substantially older than a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like he will not face any backlash as a result of of, of that split between the two of them. Uh, you might hear. I, I I thought it was ridiculous. I don't even think you will hear. Uh, I'll make a prediction here. I don't even think you will hear from the mig tau side or the black pill doomer side of the argument here i don't even think you'll hear them say well if jason momoa couldn't make it work what chance do we have they that will not come out of their mouths because it's jason momoa he is the apex alpha like when you when you think he's about aquaman alpha. yeah he's aquaman for crying <laughs> your, your grandmother wanted to go see aquaman <laughs> not she gives a rat's ass about the dc comic jason momoa is aquaman that's why and so he's got that kind of like alpha gravitas. I can't think of another actor right now who has more of that alphaness than than he does. I don't even maybe. think. I think even the MGTOWs will have to say, you know what? He's doing. Yeah, he's do. He's making a, a wise choice right here. It's not a failure of you know traditional marriage and relationships. He's real. He's Jason Momoa. Okay. The alpha widow Daenerys Targaryen. Damn it. Yeah, you won't even hear it. So I'll probably will talk about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet because I don't think you're going to, I think you're going to see this like complete absolution of any kind of guilt or any kind of like culpability on his part for, for doing that because all these women were like, well, he's on the market and even the fantasy of him being single and like it maybe not getting with them, but getting with somebody else. That's a, that's a fantasy women like to entertain in their heads. Okay, all right. So we'll have the TMZ wow. episode over on Rolo's Eastern. channel. Okay, Ryan. Uh, I got to do some more TikToks. I got about a collection of 20. One I can make a video out of. The rest, we just kind of look at them together and laugh. It'll be fun. Everybody loves this shit. When is that? And, oh, I don't know yet. I got to hmm. do it up probably Monday. And where is that? On your yeah. channel, Ryan? Of course it's on my channel. Well, okay. Point, right. uh, don't sign up to my Patreon right now. It's actually too popular. And so economic-wise, I'm going to up the rates on it. So that way we can slow down the thing because it's taking up way too much time. I'm doing like weekly Q and A's on this one, weekly field reports. So don't join that. Lay off. Uh, just have some fun. To be fair, sidebar stuff still going through. I'm not doing like big, exceptional, great things every new week. I'm pretty. I'm pretty stable. I'm pretty standard. I'm earning a decent living. I got the second book on the go. It's on the third draft right now, and it's looking great. The videos are going to be fun. They're going to be entertaining. And then occasionally I'm going to slip in something you can learn from that you're going to hate. But then I'll talk shit about women and you'll love that. That's it. Cool. Jack. Okay. Link to my channel is in the chat. For all the jokes Cappy makes about me building Legos, I actually can build a very good strength training schedule. And that's what I talk about on my channel because... A lot of guys, Cappy keeps saying go to the gym, but a lot of guys don't even know the basics. So that's what I deal with, how to build a basic good strength schedule and why does it need to be built like that. Link to my channel in the chat. So go there. Cool. All right. And then I have a couple things here before we conclude. All the Miss Super Chats, I'll be doing a Miss Super Chat episode maybe later on today for those of you that sent it in because i appreciate when people send in the money and i, I like the u.s military i leave no super chat behind um also guys i need your help i don't know how to put a, a link into the room uh there is the gofundme account for thor and missy's uh medical fund because missy got injured uh, her, her, horrifically I'll and post they could the use can you post that in there i appreciate that as well 
Um, what else? Troy wanted me to promote his channel. You can find Troy Francis. It's real Troy Francis, right? Or, um, or you could just find him on YouTube as well. Please go there. Um, and then, oh, and then also I linked to my minimalism course. You guys can find me YouTube consulting, asshole consulting. I got books, all that other crap. Uh, but germane to the topic that we had today, um, you guys are not going to, you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, you don't have your finances together, you don't have anything. And so I have my minimalism course offering right now. It goes for the jugular. Uh, I do not fuck around on this one. Yes, it is $450, 500 plus with tax, uh, but get your spending under control. And if you spend more than you make and you'd like to spend less than you make and bear, 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 you live paycheck to paycheck, take that course. If someone could also kindly do me a boomer a favor and put that in there, you could just search achieving minimalism. That is at the Clary school of economic philosophy on teachable. And I did not mean to make it sound that arrogant and cocky. You just have to name your school something. And so that's what it is. You could find that there. Um, do I have, I got all that, blah, blah, blah. All right. Now we will let this guy in. <laughs> Jesus. I know time zones. Timing. Yes. I know time zones. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Listen, the show can start now. But um, more importantly, Dude Party is going to go live on my channel here. In oh, you're back. Two minutes. Come on down. We're going to talk about where the cryptocurrency market is going in 2022 because. Ooh, I'll watch that. Yeah, you should. All of you should, yeah. <laughs> but Cappy, Cappy saw some magic. Uh, he, he saw he saw my own personal uh, Federal Reserve I got going in uh, in the Masculine Empowerment Network where he. It was very one, interesting. Yes, yes. Gave a wonderful speech too. Got a lot of uh, positive feedback from that. But yeah, we're gonna go live on my channel. <clears throat> Sorry, I just um, I don't know. I was I was thrown off. I was like, you know, that's why I tuned into the cab. You know, the time zones, seeing Jack on here. It was like, what the fuck's going on? I screwed <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah. So come on down to my channel, Dude Party. We're about to go starting here live because I guess we're ending up here, right? Yeah. And January 23rd to the 29th, I will be in Bogota, Colombia. Colombia. Para todos mis amigos que hablan español, estás en Colombia. Let's come. Let's meet. Say what's up. Um, I'll have a drink. I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you whatever the fuck you want because Colombia's cheap. Uh, so come on down, come meet me. I would. Do love they have Colombia Perkins? Bring Seiko. I think Bring they Seiko. just instead of powdered sugar, don't you They know? just throw cocaine on the fucking pancakes. <laughs> so yeah, it's not it's not powdered sugar. <laughs> so I'm gonna be in Colombia, and uh, I really look forward to seeing all you guys if you're out there. Um, yeah. Cool. I'll fly down. You don't even have a passport. I, I don't know if the spirit flies down there. I don't know if spirit goes down there. Oh. Does your donkey take you down there? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, hey. Why would I take a flight when I got a perfectly good donkey? You know what? I'll have you guys know I flew not spirit one time because Delta is the only one that flies out of, out of Rapid City to Minneapolis. It's a monopolistic thing. But, yeah, I could. I would. How, I would how did you ever survive? Yeah, boy, it was fancy. Like you had a little bit more leg room. The, uh, the dude, here's the trick: didn't you fly first like... class and turn down all the perks. That's what I do. It's awesome. I, it's such I, a flex. I flew to Minneapolis from South Dakota. What the F one fifty was in the shop? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I can't. That's it's like an eight and a half hour drive. He it's, drives a Silverado. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. He drives a much better car than that. 
I do. <laughs> yes. No, I that, got my I got my two thousand yacht. Your, your oh, that one. one. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, but that that I don't drive. I thought you were saying behind the scenes, he's Mister Bling Boy over here. Is like I got to put on the fucking shitty clothes to come on. You guys, cool Cappy is. You really I get back wait. and his bling I've is seen like a twice as good things. as John's. <laughs> I can't wait till y'all come visit me and realize, oh, you do get all your clothes from Goodwill. I can't wow. wait for you all day. Wait, I didn't you take your clothes out of Deadman? Wait, what? Didn't you take your clothes off of Deadman, that Harley Davidson sweater? Yeah, I did get, yeah, Deadman <laughs> gave me a sweatshirt. Yeah, we'll or his him. wife did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, she killed no, him? I, <laughs> kind of you could say that yeah no guy had cancer real early very tragic um oh, but uh, no if you guys ever come visit me you'll say okay oh he has a a few nice things but otherwise yeah it's all like you i bought some expensive tennis shoes because i didn't want john to laugh at me anymore no those were pretty bad those kmart shoes you were wearing that one time yeah, well i got bad. i got much better <laughs> ones now <laughs> Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for guys for coming on. I appreciate everybody tuning in. If you would kindly subscribe, check out that link to Thor and Missy's. If you're looking to donate some money, they could absolutely use it. And then um, please check out everybody's websites. Everyone has a YouTube channel, obviously. Please consume that material and data. And then also one final note, if you wanted that minimalism class, the enrollment ends at midnight tonight. So we'll see you guys later and toodles.